The WLEW Sports Network presents The Game of the Week with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, and Dan Banke. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by AgriValley Services. It's a date that has been circled. It's been a date that's been circled on everyone's calendars for 12 months, and emotions are now at a fever pitch. Good evening and welcome to the Greater Thumb West Championship game between the Bad Axe Hatchets and the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, and I'm your host, Clark Ramsey. Alongside of me, as always, is a true professional. He even has a license to prove it. Please welcome Dave Hanson. Thank you, Clark. Uh, always uh, happy to make the trip down here to Lakers, or should I say up here to Lakers, and uh, get a view of this place and a good rivalry game to see. The Greater Thumb West has two teams tied atop the standings, each with a 4-0 record in divisional play, and there is just one more game to decide it all. The last time Bad Axe and Lakers met on the gridiron, it was a year ago and resulted in a one-point victory for the Lakers, forcing a three-way split of the West title. Tonight is a different story. It's winner-take-all. No doubt about it. And Bad Axe seems to be finding their groove after that week one loss, and Lakers on the other side simply dominating their opponents, pushing them back on that offensive line and destroying their opponents so far. The Bad Axe Hatches started their season with a loss to Ubley, but have been riding a five-game winning streak ever since. In their last three games, the Hatches have allowed a total of just seven points and are focused on just one thing, do whatever it takes to even the score with Lakers. Maddox will have to play a clean game, but they want to do that tonight. Completely agree. And they have a plethora of talent on both sides of the ball. They utilize them, get them out in space. They can have a chance to succeed in this game. The Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers have been rolling through their schedule, winning each of their games by at least four scores while holding their opponents to two touchdowns or less. Tonight will be their toughest test in the Greer of the West and one for all the marbles. No question about it. Uh, these are the better, best two teams in the West, and rivalries are always competitive. Hopefully this game is no different. Before we kick off tonight's Greer of the West Championship game, we'll host our media roundtable, discuss our other area games, and break down the game of the week, Bad Axe at Lakers. It's all right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anchor Valley Services. Bad Axe at Lakers. Tonight's presentation of the WLW Sports Network is being brought to you by Thumb Cellar and Anchor Valley Services. Dia Services of Kansas City for all of your grain handling needs. Got a radiator in air conditioning of Maddox. Rainy Sunny Center, 269 Guns. North Star Bank, guiding the way. Here in Auto Parts, Countryside Transportation. Tim Fritz of Farm Bureau Insurance. McVeigh Insurance Agency. Bayport State Bank. Tina Seeley of Farm Bureau Insurance. Thumb Bank and Trust, community strong since 1895. And sure health. Better health. Better life. Are you sure? Internet services are provided by Anger Valley Services and the blazing speed of their TrueNet 4G wireless network. Go to AngerValleyServices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcast and copyright presentation of Thumb Broadcast Incorporated. All rights are reserved. Any reproduction without the express written consent of the WLW Sports Network is strictly, strictly prohibited. prohibited. Well, somehow it's already week number seven in a nine-week regular season, and the playoffs are right around the corner. 
The latest projections from Snooze to You are out, and it shows a number of our Greater Thumb Conference teams making the MHSA playoffs, with Lakers and Bad Axe squarely and securely in Division 7, along with Cass City, who will likely finish at 5-4, and 6-3. In Division 8, Ubley, Marlette, and Harbor Beach are pretty well locked in, and all likely to be in the same district. In the latest projections, Vassar is shown in the field of 32, but that might not stick with their current record of 3-3 three and three in games still upcoming with Marlette and Harbor Beach. In 8-player football Division 1, the larger schools, Kingston and Brown City are locked in. In Division 2, the Peck Pirates are lined up for a playoff run. At the moment, though, Deckerville is on the outside looking in for the first time since switching to 8-player football, having accrued their third loss of the season last week to an impressive Kingston squad. The Cardinals rolled into Deckerville and snapped an 18-game losing streak to the Eagles, led by Owen Corliss, the do-it-all junior quarterback for Kingston, will likely lead Kingston to a deep run in the MHSA playoffs. Good evening, folks. I'm Clark Ramsey. To my right would be Dave Hansen. We knew Owen Corliss was the real deal going to last week's broadcast, but that just may be the best eight-player athlete we have seen at a local level. Oh, no question about it. He was so good in space. His change of direction speed was incredible. The dude is the real deal. If you get a chance to see him, you got to. Um, again, on that eight-player field, and a lot of our teams that are, are losing players, that eight-player game is fascinating to watch. You get an athlete like that, they can utilize space. Owen Corliss is a phenomenal athlete taking advantage of those situations. Our director of sports information is with us again tonight. For the last 10 years, Doug has made his way all the way from Livonia, Michigan, just to be with us. He handles all of our real-time offensive, defensive, and team stats throughout the entire broadcast. Doug, welcome to Laker Country. Hey, Clark. I'm excited for a great game, hopefully, and uh, it's military appreciation night. Always a good night, and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, we're, we're glad for that, and I'm glad you made it up here on a good drive, so uh, everybody's wanting to know, where'd you stop? So I stopped right in downtown Pigeon. I uh, made up the, so I went up Caseville Road, and okay. um, yeah, and then I found, and then I turned uh, right onto 142, or, I believe, and then turned another right and found Pigeon Inn. Ah, the old saloon of Hiroff Pigeon there. Yes, what'd yeah. you have? I Well, they had the, I had the perch again and the french fries, because oh. that was their special, so I was like, might as well have it, so it okay. was really good. So it's great. Does it get the Doug Cole seal of approval? Absolutely. Oh, cool. <laughs> All right. We don't need to pack up. We can stay for the broadcast now. As uh, It's not only Military Appreciation Night, it's also Dining with Doug Appreciation Night. <laughs> As everyone here is is here to see Doug Cole. He's signing autographs after the game. And, uh, of course, giving the Doug, Doug Cole seal of approval only when deemed appropriate and only when appropriate. And last week, our usual eye in the sky and spotter Dan Banky was on the road as part of his nationwide spotters clinic tour. The Dan Banky School of Football spotting is stronger than ever, folks, which is a great thing indeed, which also, it's great to have him back with us tonight in the booth. No question about it. And you can tell his, his training is doing well because uh, Mr. Anthus did a nice job in his in his spot last week. And with Dan's absence, his first graduate of the Dan Banky School of Football right. spotting, Kendall Anthus filled in and did a great job. There was plenty of action to keep track of, especially with Kingston scoring on nearly every three plays in that small game. We'll find him a spot somewhere here in Lakers. Yeah, that was it was a good test for him. That eight-player game, it, it can be really incredible to watch. And even with Deckerville trying to slow it down, it just didn't matter. Big plays were happening all over the place, and he did a great job keeping us in line. And, of course, Kendall Anthus, our intern, for, uh, currently a student at Northwood University. Go Timberwolves! And uh, making his way wherever we go to learn the ropes of our broadcast. And after tonight, there are just two weeks of the regular season remaining, and it's the final week of divisional play in the Greartham Conference. It's winner-take-all, Lakers and Bad Axe, and it's all right here on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. When we return, we'll have our media roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network. 
listen to the WLW Sports Network in more ways than ever before. Tune to Sports Radio 1021. Download the Cruise 102 app on your Apple or Android device. Listen live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. And now also listen to us in replay form on our website, WLWSports.com. Click on the Replays tab or wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. It's now time for the Media Roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet of Ubley. If you're looking for the latest models of Chevrolet, look no further than the north end of Ubley. At Thompson Chevrolet, find new roads. Join me today from the Huron County View, the Paul Christ of the Media Roundtable, Paul P. Adams. Our director, our director of sports information, Doug Cole. The top spotter south of Gott's Corner, Dan Benke. And the defending champion of the Media Roundtable, Dave Hansen. Through the end of the broadcast season, we keep score of our game's predictions. And when that time comes, we will deem a Media Roundtable winner. As of late, it's been Dan Benke and Dave Hansen exchanging victories. Last week, Dave Hansen held serve and grabbed his fourth victory in six games. Dan Benke's two as at two, and then Doug Cole and Paul B. Adams still searching for their first win of the season. Tonight is our seventh game of the year and likely at the halfway point of our broadcast season, so anything is absolutely still possible. Oh, bold prediction. <clears throat> I'm not bold sure he's got prediction. jokes. I've got jokes. I wouldn't call that a joke. <laughs> Well, so how it works, each media, each media representative picks a winner and a final score for tonight's feature game of the WLW Sports Network. The winner is deemed by selecting the winning team and by having the most accurate point differential. If no one selects the correct winner, then I, Clark Ramsey, will graciously accept the victory for the week. Since Dave won last week, he will go last with tonight's orders. Doug Cole, followed by Paul P. Adams, Dan Bengi, and then Dave Hansen. Doug Cole, the tea is yours. I should be making fun of Paul too much because I'm right down there with him, but... um. <laughs> Um, you know what? I, you never know with rivalry games. Uh, it doesn't matter. Throughout the records, it can be close. Uh, but I have a feeling Lakers is going to uh, handle this game pretty good, uh, control the game. So I got Lakers winning 42-12. to 42-12? to 12. Yes. And Paul P. Adams just had his first temper tantrum of the night. <laughs> so Doug Cole takes Lakers I, I by 30. I haven't even picked yet. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Cole. That was my score. Our director of sports information takes Lakers 42 to 12. <laughs> Lakers by 30 points. Paul P. Adams, that was my score. You, you are on the clock. I'm, I'm, okay. I got to compose myself. Compose yourself. Okay. Well, I didn't expect Doug to go that high. Normally, he has a little bit more, more respect for the teams than I do. But, uh... Moving on. Oh, jeez. So, in the opening, you were very proud of your pick all week. I was. I You're was like, oh. That pick all week. I'm, I'm at a loss for words right now. But in the opening, you said uh, um, Lakers has won all their, their games by four scores. I think that that trend continues tonight. Now, that X has been approved. But, uh, you know, my lasting impression of them was in week one, and hopefully absolutely handled them. I think Lakers has great defense. Uh, Ethan Wisner's going to carry the ball 20-plus times tonight to get 200 yards. I'm going to go uh, Lakers 44, bad X 12. 44 to 12, so you're taking the over at 32 points in favor of the green and white. Dan Benke, our spotter, he's en route right now listening to us. He'll be here somewhere between the National Anthem and kickoff. He's got a long drive ahead of him. But here's what Dan Benke said. He said in his uh, prediction earlier in the day, he said, the game that Bad Axe and Lakers have waited for all season is finally here. These are the words of Dan Benke. Lakers coming in riding high and Bad Axe looking for some redemption from last year. Bad Axe with one loss, and I think that Dan Benke thinks it could be a good thing. After getting punched in the mouth by week one by Ubley, 
Banax was able to get back and get back to work on the things they needed to. According to Dan Banky, he thinks that it will be a slugfest, and Dan Banky is taking Badax, being the last one standing. Dan Banky has Badax winning this one, 26 to 20, over the Elgin Pigeon Bayport Lakers. So Dan Banky in the books taking Badax by six points, and that leaves Dave Hansen in-game analysis. Oh, I, I love it! I love it. And this is normally the spot where I would just one dollar. Paul here and just just watch this place erupt but I, I will have to give you uh, what I'm actually thinking and I actually think this should be a good ball game rivalries aside penalties aside there's going to be a lot of different things you see tonight but I think if the bad axe hatchets can get anything going on offense sustain any drives they can slow the pace down keep this game closer than what a couple of the guys in this booth just said the score could be I do think Lakers wins this game I do think they pull away because I think Ethan Wisner is going to control the game for his team um, but when it comes to the hatchets, I just if they get stuck in their own way running the football unsuccessfully, this game could get ugly. If they allow this team to spread out the offense and do what they can do and get these playmakers going, they can hang around. At the end of the day, I still like Lakers to win. I still think they'll win handily. I got 45 to 20. 45 to 20. So a 25-point victory in favor of the Lakers, according to Dave Hansen. So the experts have spoken. Kendall Anthos, you got a prediction? He says he's good. Okay. So our spotter in training is here as well this evening. So we have three for Lakers, one for Bad Axe. Doug Cole, take you stuck in the middle at Lakers 42, Bad Axe 12 by 30 points for the green and white. Paul B. Adams at the over, 44 to 12 by 32 points. And Dave Hansen taking the under, Lakers 45 to 20 by 25 points. And then Dan Banky taking Bad Axe 26 to 20. In a low, low contest and a hard-fought contest, Bad Axe by six points. Good luck, gentlemen. We'll see how this all fares out. For the record, for the quality of the game, I hope Dan's pretty close to being right. Well, let's take a look at other area games taking place this night, and it would be the start of eight-player football. Last night, we had Oakland Christian in Genesee. I presume Oakland Christian. I presume Oakland Christian, unless they got lost on the way to Genesee. And the Lancers <laughs> lance the Wolves and move on. K-Pack at Kingston. The Chiefs against the Cardinals. K-Pack at 3-3. Three and three. Kingston 6-0. and oh. I have Kingston in this one all the way through. Yeah, Kingston's the best team in the thumb. Uh, they'll, they'll end up undefeated, but that, I'll tell you what, you talked about it in the open. Uh, that regional's tough. Uh, Kingston looks poised to make a, a run, but the entire eight-player eight uh, Division Two is tough. <coughs> all 16 teams uh, are going to be really, really uh, difficult to... Uh, to make it to, to uh, the Superior Dome. What I like about that Kingston team, obviously on Corliss is special, but what I liked about watching that team against Deckerville is they went side-to-side side on defense as fast as any defense we've seen all season, making those tackles, taking away the edges. That defense is going to help them challenge anybody they meet in the playoffs. Flint International House of Pancakes against Burton Atherton in the North Central Thumb League. That was a forfeit. Uh, Burton Atherton wins that one. Mayville at Deckerville. Deckerville reeling right now lost to kingston lost to oakland christian do they make it three losses in a row or do they come out with a victory against mayfield i tell you this is a sneaky game mayville's playing pretty good ball right now their only loss is to uh the oakland christian team which you mentioned uh but i looked a little closer uh, mayville really got blown up by oakland christian whereas deckerville scored 44 points so i think deckerville bounces back tonight uh gets a, a quality win and maybe is able to backdoor their way into the playoffs i'm with you if this game wasn't in deckerville it might just be enough for me to flip the other way but i'll take deckerville at home moving on in independently brown city travels to mesick both teams five and one the green devils against the bulldogs actually clark that game is tomorrow in brown city at three o'clock well good uh, thing we didn't go to music tonight good thing. And, and i will actually be in attendance for that game i'm doing a little moonlighting uh taking some photos of that game so i'm going to get my first and only chance to see brown city really looking forward to seeing them uh 
they've got a lot of playmakers, a couple player of the year candidates, so it'll be a fun game to watch. Yeah, looking forward to that. Really happy for them, right? The Division 11, or 11 player, Greater Thumb East team last year, now walking down Division 8, having great success, which is what we want to see because we see a lot of our teams tend to go in this direction to eight player, and they started off this season five and one and looking to make a playoff berth. Something Brown City hasn't been to is in the playoffs in a very long time. In the NCTL Stripes Division, we do realize we have some issues with Paul's microphone. Not exactly sure. Could be from that tantrum with the serve that. Only but, through my script. So we'll figure this You've out as we go. You've been watching too many Tom Brady videos. Yeah. New Haven Merritt at Peck, CPS at Caseville, North Huron at Akron Fairgrove, and Bay City All Saints at Ashley. Take your pick. Go ahead. I'll, uh, let me take the first one. I'm, I'm looking at North Huron. North Huron needs a win badly. I think they'll get one tonight, but they're slowly getting better as the season goes on. That Peck game, Peck uh, North here, or Peck New Haven Merritt, that's a sneaky game right there. Uh, New Haven Merritt's got their quarterback back, so a lot of those early losses that they had, um, th that was that was due to them not having uh, their quarterback. So that's a kind of a sneaky game, and that's for the outright NCTL stripes there. Looks like we have your microphone working. Oh, good. Now. It looks like I hooked something up there wrong. Moving on, though, in 8-11 player football in the Greyerthum Conference, we'll start out in the East Division, Cassidy at Marlette. Cassidy 3-3, three three, Marlette 4-2. Cassidy began the season with a 1-2 record, but have won two of their last three games to get to 500. They lost to Ubley last week, 42-7. Marlette graduated nearly the entire team, but on track for the playoffs for third straight year, beat Memphis 46-16. Let me start with this game. I think this is a very important game for Cassidy. I think they need this game a little more than Marlette. Uh, this game could be probably the best game that we're not going to see tonight to keep an eye on an 11-player. I think Cass City gets it done on the road, but this Marlette team has been sneaky good this year. They have been sneaky good, but they haven't been able to really stop anybody on defense, and I, I think uh, Cass City really gets, uh, really gets things going. They had a really nice drive to end uh, in the third quarter and fourth quarter on, on ugly starting defense still. Um, if they can continue that, I think – Cass City's going to be all right. It's a must win for Cass City if they have any chance to make the playoffs. Memphis is at Harbor Beach tonight, 0-6 against 5-1. Memphis winless and has not even been close. Their closest loss, 30 points to Marlette last week. Their average score, 50 points for their opponents, 6 points for the Yellow Jackets. Yeah, Harbor Beach recovered well since losing to Ubley 42-0 at home. Beat Marlette by 40 and then Sandusky by 22, both on the road. Yeah, Harbor Beach is uh, it's kind of getting that same bad axe treatment, right? You get you get whacked by Ubley, and then now is your chance to do you get up, dust yourself off, and get better, or do you stay down? And so far, we've seen both of those two teams recover nicely. Yeah, Harbor Beach has never lost to Memphis. I don't think that starts tonight. In the Greyertham West, Reese, the Rockets, against the Tigers, 2-4 and four is 0-6. Reese lost to Lakers last week, 48-12. Two victories this season came in the hands of USA and Vassar, but have been shut out three times otherwise. Carroll beat Reese back in 2019, 21-0. Have yet to win a game this season, averaging just nine points on offense. And I think next week you'll be saying the same story. I think Reese, Reese will take care of business here. This has the makings of uh, what we witnessed on Thursday Night Football last night. <laughs> not good. Not, not good. <laughs> well, I'm a prime member, but I didn't watch. Uh, USA and Vassar. USA 1-5, and five, Vassar 3-3. Three and three. Vassar, even with the loss last week, best start out at 3-2 and two on the season since the 2015 season. Lost to Reese 16-14. Badax had a bye. Uh, oh, excuse me, completely wrong stats there. But Vassar 3-3, three and three, USA 1-5. and five. Yeah, no question. And it, it's a must-win for Vassar if they're going to slide into the playoffs there. USA, we're not playing. We are playing. We're not playing. I can't pick them until uh, they get a little more healthy and consistently around the field. I'll take Vassar by default in that game. I think USA played pretty well last week. Reading the, the uh, report that Coach Hahn sent, 
I think USA gets this game on the road. They got a little bit, little bit of momentum. Uh, they've had to, play to, spoiler, right? You know, play spoiler. Uh, that's all they got left to play for. Give me USA in this one. And of course, our final game: Bad Axe at Lakers for the Greater Than West Championship. We saw the trophy come into the press box just a few moments ago. Bill Komai, the athletic director here, bringing that in. Of course, it's a winner-take-all situation, and we have our experts spoken. And we have three going for Lakers, one going for Bad Axe. And it's time for a short break. When we return, we'll take a look at the away team tonight, the Bad Axe Hatchets on the WLW Sports Network. Is the Greater Than West Championship between the Bad Axe Hatchets and the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers. It is military appreciation night here in Laker country. Flags flying in every corner. Beautiful night for football. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, Dan Banky, and Kendall Anthos with your call tonight from Laker country. And for the first time since before the class of 2023 was even a thought, the Bad Axe Hatchets are on track for the third straight winning season, something they had not have accomplished since 1999, 2000, in 2001. At 5-1, the Bloom Gold of the Huron County seat are putting it on the line tonight, looking to defend their Greater Than West title, being the co-champions in 2020 as well as 2021. But with a win tonight, the Hatchets would win it outright for the first time since 1978. Lena Program would be first-year head coach in Bad Axe, Steve Verberg. That's right. He's talked about uh, those couple winning seasons in a row it started with coach cal polkley two years at the helm went 12 and 6 uh before steve Verberg could took over he was the defensive coordinator for those teams he's now your head coach and you might recognize that name he was the former head coach of lakers from 2017 to 2020 did pretty good one went 28 and 12 through that stretch and made three playoff appearances out of four of those in those years the last time we saw the Bad Axe Hatches was back in the first week of the season when they faced off with a high-performing Ubley Bearcat squad. That night, the Hatches were implementing a new offense, the Double Wing, which ran well. When ran well, it's highly effective. The good news for Bad Axe is they've had a highly qualified leader and senior play caller in Keaton Brown. Absolutely, but that, that's what makes it tough because Keaton Brown can do a lot of things for your team. 5'11", 185-pound senior, plays defensive back, led the team in rushing last year. He's the type of guy that can make plays with his feet. He can throw the football. He can run it. Heck, he could probably catch it if you ask him to do that too. Just a very important guy in this team. Um, rushing last year, 730 yards, eight touchdowns, missed some time. Passing last year, 650 yards, 10 touchdowns. He's already got 600 yards passing and 11 touchdowns this year, showing that if the double wing runs well or it stalls out, they can go to the passing game and be successful if needed. With the double wing, the running game is key to setting up the rest of the offense. The Hatches have played just five games due to forfeiture from USA two weeks ago, so the numbers may sound a bit low, but the averages are still there. The Hatchets are boasting four different players with an average of seven yards per carry or more. That does not happen by chance. No question about it. Starts with, uh, it starts with Griffin Meinhold, Evan Shank, and then Nathan Pulaski in that order, all averaging over seven yards a carry. Pulaski, with just 34 carries, is averaging eight and a half yards a carry. But it's Griffin Meinhold's show with Keaton Brown. Uh, you'll see uh, you'll see some other guys. We'll talk about Jake McPhee in a little bit. But Evan Shank, definitely your fullback, straight ahead, run right at you kind of guy. He's got four touchdowns on the year. Griffin Meinhold has seven. And like I said, Nathan Pulaski leading this team on a yard per carry average at eight and a half carry, eight and a half yards per carry and a touchdown on the year. 
The Bad Axe Hatchets are averaging 130 yards through the air per game. Despite completing just under half of their passes this season, it's enough to keep defenses on edge and off balance. Keaton Brown has completed passes to six different teammates, but he has two favorite receivers, that'd be Jake McVee and Griffin Meinhold. And right, if you're, if you're going to be a below 50% passer, you better get completions down the field, and that's exactly what they do. Jake McPhee, his favorite receiver, has caught just 10 passes, 270 yards later, those have gone for, and five of them for touchdowns, averaging 27 yards a catch. And Griffin Meinhold, surprisingly, only has four catches on the year, but 37 yards a pop, and three of those four have gone for touchdowns. Defensively, Bad Axe has the third best in the conference, but behind only Ubley and Lakers. The Hatchets are allowing just 12.4 points per game, but have allowed just seven points in the last month collectively. Two shutouts against Caro and Reese and just one touchdown last week against Vassar. Keep locked on your home for high school football. Up next, we'll shift our attention to the Bad Axe's opponent tonight, the Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers. It's all on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anchor Valley Services. Listening to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. With Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Dan Banky, and Kendall Anthes. Yes, that is Kendall Anthes' headset. Dave Hansen's trying to steal away his headset. Give the man a headset at least. Come on, folks. I need them both. Yeah. We're in two. It's, it's cold. Yeah. Well, if one were to reflect on the strength of football in the thumb of Michigan over the last six or seven decades, one stop in that journey would take you through the heart of Laker country. The 1981 state champions accrued over 100 wins in just a dozen of years. That success lingered through the 90s and into the early 2000s. From 2003 through today, the Green and White program have had just 10 winning seasons in 20 years in only two seasons with 10 wins or more. The positive news, Dave Lavasser, in just a season and a half at the helm of the program, has racked up 15 wins in 18 tries. Absolutely. He's done a great job. Again, second year as head coach, 15-3 record, winning 83% of his games. Coach Verberg, 11-7, won 61% of his games. They were co-champs last year with Bad Axe and Reese. If you remember, Lakers kind of out of nowhere. They were unhealthy. They were beat up. Went into Bad Axe and won a big game by one, 21 to 20, to force that three-way title split and made it to the regional championship and pushed the uh, the eventual state champions of Division 7, pushed them to the limit. Uh, 20 to nothing sounds like a blowout, but you watch what Puamo Westphalia does to teams, they beat them a lot worse than that, and Lakers hung around for a very long time. Coach Lavasser proudly admits that the Lakers have the most complicated offense in the entire Thumb region, sporting many different looks and changing the play at the line of scrimmage almost every single play. One of the keys to pulling that off is a capable two-year starting quarterback who can command the offense, but also scramble out of any trouble. That's what you get with Connor McCain. And that's absolutely right. He, he doesn't get enough credit, Connor McCain does, as quarterback. We hear about, you know, Evan Peruski, you hear about Tan Babcock, you hear 
hear about all these guys that do everything. Connor McCain's in that discussion. He can throw it. He can run it. He can do a lot of different things. And, again, people don't give him credit for those changes at the line of scrimmage. He's that veteran quarterback that is allowed to call an audible and, and make those plays, make those decisions. He's already ran for 550 yards on the season and eight touchdowns. Uh, excuse me, passed for 550 yards and threw for eight touchdowns. He's run for another 180 and scored. Again, he averages six yards every time he runs it, and he averages 20 yards of completion. That is, makes it a huge difference, especially when third down gets long and challenging. A common trend to any successful campaign at any level of football is a power run game. In the Great Earth Conference, he might not meet a more powerful runner, which might be better described as a freight train coming straight at you. After missing a lot of last season due to knee injury, senior fullback Ethan Wisner is making up for lost time and piling up the yards already. No question about it. And he is the only running back we need to talk about. Garrett Strahan is a guy that's gotten a couple carries. When I say a couple, that's it. Ethan Wisner has got 80 carries on the season already, 800 yards of offense, 15 rushing touchdowns, averaging 10 yards a carry. He is probably the last of a dying breed when you say a true workhorse back. You watch football on Saturday, you watch football on Sunday. If a running back gets 15 carries, that's enough. That's too many. We've got to keep him healthy all year. Ethan Wisner, a guy who <laughs> gets better with every carry. The momentum is, is there. He's not worried about anything except the next carry, and that's what makes him special is that intensity and that as when the fourth quarter comes, he's still running as hard as he was in the first quarter when the defense is wore down. The Lakers have thrown the ball for a combined 680 yards and 11 touchdowns in five games. Mind you, they're 6-0, but they have a forfeit in there as well. Connor McCain has two favorite receivers who account for 70% of all yards through the air. They're both seniors and both above six feet. Look for Michael Good and Jay Sears downfield. No question. Very talented athletes. They can go up and get it. They can beat you in yards after the catch. They can beat you, you know, after they get the ball on a short pass and just simply outrun you. Michael Good, 6'2", senior. He's got 15 catches, just under 300 yards and four touchdowns. Jay Sears, just under 200 yards, but only five catches, averaging 37 yards every time he catches the ball and has four touchdowns of his own. You can't talk about the Lakers without giving mention to the big Brewsters up front in the trenches that have formed a, formed a line of defense stronger than Fort McHenry. Leading the way would be six foot five, two hundred ninety five pound senior Luke Brown. Yeah, he's uh, he's a big man, and we show he showed that when we saw him against Cass City. These guys just simply do not get moved. They push the pile. They win in the trenches. Going to be very important for Badax to attempt to get around these guys and move them around. It's not very easy. Luke Brown is not alone. James McCardle's a big man, 6'5", 240 pounds. And Zach McCardle is the smallest one at left tackle, 6'2", and 215. And I need to confirm this, but I heard there's a side bet in this ballgame. Whoever wins, if Lakers wins, Keaton Brown needs to pronounce his name Keaton Braun. And if Luke, if the Lakers lose, then Luke Braun needs to pronounce it Luke Brown. Just just heard that I'm not, not we have to confirm that yet. But we are about 14 minutes away from kicking off the Greerlim Conference West Championship. Keep it locked on your home for high school football. Up next, we'll do a direct comparison look between the Lakers and the Hatchets. And it's all on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network. As 
the crow flies, 11 miles separate Bad Axe and Laker High Schools, straight across M142. If you're hanging from Bad Axe to tonight's game, head west until you see the shadow of the Laker Legacy Center over the road in turn right. In regards to school size, we have the fifth and third largest schools in the Greer Rhythm Conference on display this evening. Bad Axe with 280 students, according to the MHSA figures, and Lakers with 293, which is an increase of 13 from a year ago. So if by going by student enrollment, it is Lakers by 13 students. Tonight is the 67th time that Lakers and Bad Axe have met on the gridiron, which is every single year since the consolidation of Lakers into from El Lake Elkton Pigeon in Bayport High Schools in 1960. The historical record sits at Lakers 43, Bad Axe 21, and two ties in there as well. The Lakers have taken seven of the last ten, but the Hatches have won two of the last three, both of those victories in 2020. Last year was a one-point victory for the Green and White, which is one of three one-point games in history of this matchup. Here's what's interesting. In the green, in the matchup that follows a one-point game, so we'll say the year prior was a one-point victory for a team, the next year, the losing team has come back and shut out their foes the following year. That's happened every time there's been a one-point victory for one team. In 1995, Bad Axe defeated Lakers 15-14, and in 1996, Lakers came back and won 24-0. Fast forward to 2001, Bad Axe won 21-20 over Lakers, and in 2002, Lakers even the score with a 42-0 victory. In 2021, Lakers won 21-20, and we'll see if that trend continues this evening. Tonight is a game that features a top three matchup on both offense and in defense in the Greer Rhythm Conference. Lakers is boasting the top offense in the entire Greer Rhythm Conference at 49 points per game, while Maddox is at number three, averaging 43.8 per contest. So on offense, it's Lakers by 4.2. Defensively, it is neck and neck. Ubley has the best defense in the GTC at six points per game, but then it's Lakers yielding just 11 points per game, followed by Badax at 12.4. So defensively, it's a slight edge in favor of the home team. It is Lakers by 1.4. Las Vegas has set their line for the game, their confident line. Unless it's wrong, our colleagues at the Ohio State University in Tom Brady Sports and Divorce Wagering Department. Set after factoring in all possibilities, stats, injury, weather, and location, the spread for tonight's game sits at Lakers 11.5 points. Today is the 280th to 80th day of the year, meaning there's just 75 days until 2023 rolls around. We'd like to say hello to all of our listeners tuning in today, whether you're on your way to the game, out running errands, or perhaps en route to the nearest apple orchard. Which, Dave, that leads me to this week's trivia question about Michigan apples. All right, let's do it. How do you like them apples? <laughs> The whole thing just oh, for that line. Wow. I'm sorry. Yes. Well, since the early 1920s, the state of Washington has produced over half of the nation's apples with an annual crop size of roughly 5.5 billion, billion with a B, pounds of apples in the state of Washington. If Washington state is number one, where does Michigan's file in? Second. Oh, third. <sighs> Third, behind only Washington and New York. You're very confident in that answer. Oh, I, very confident. I, I, sometimes I just guess based on how I think you're setting me up, so I'm actually happy with that result. Well, the Great Lakes State is home to nearly 15 million apple trees on 34,000 acres and are scattered across 775 family-run apple farms across Michigan. It's quite, clo quite close with New York, in fact. Both New York and Michigan produce over 1 billion pounds of apples per year. Michigan at 1.2 billion pounds. After Michigan, it goes Pennsylvania, number four, and then California, number five. 1 billion pounds of apples, to be exact, is a great stat to know, 
but what the people really want to know is how many bushels is that? Dave, my second question to you is how many, how, excuse me, how much does a bushel of apples weigh? And part B, how many apples are in a bushel? Uh, let's go with, um, let's say f f uh, 40 pounds and I'll go with a hundred apples. You're very close. Typically 42 to 48 pounds per bushel. That's a lot of apples and 125 medium-sized apples. For those interested, it roughly takes three pounds of apples to make just one nine-inch apple pie, which is roughly nine medium-sized apples. One gallon of apple cider requires 46 fresh apples. The good news is that the U.S. Apple Association, what an association, the U.S. Apple Association is projecting that the upcoming apple harvest is going to be a bumper crop. The projections show the United States will produce an excess of 10.7 billion pounds of apples or 255 million bushels, which is a 2.7% increase compared to last year's harvest. My final question to you, Dave, is according to the U.S. Apple Association, what apple variety is the most popular? Um, I'll go with, I'll go with Honeycrisp. Oh, good. Personally, that's my favorite, and I'll get to that in a moment, but it's actually Gala. Gala Apples. 46 million bushels makes up 18% of the U.S. apple market. Red Delicious is second with 34 million bushel, followed by Fuji, Honeycrisp, and then Granny Smith. Honeycrisp, though, continues to see the largest growth in apple varieties in the United States, with a 48% increase over just the last five years, up to 25 million bushel this year. And speaking of achieving this sweet, crisp taste of victory, Dave, are your three keys to tonight's game? Yeah, there, there's lots of good things going on in this game, but it's going to start with what I think is going to matter the most for these teams. And I think when we look back at the stats when this game is over, we're going to be able to look down at a specific number, and it's third down efficiency. Which one of these teams on third down can keep drives alive and score points? Is it going to be the, the run game <clears throat> that Ethan Wisner provides for the home team, fouled with play action from Connor McCain? Or is it going to be this double wing offense that uh, has been improving every single week with the play action by Keaton Brown added out of that. So you, you're going to have both of those things coming at you. That leads me right to the second one, play action passing. The passing game is going to be a difference maker in this game. Both teams are not afraid to throw it. They're both teams will probably throw it 10 plus times. And, and I think especially for bad acts, I think that's going to be a key part of their success of sustaining drives and finding ways to score points. And last but not least, in, in a very... Um, Rivalry-esque, emotional game. Which team can control their emotions, not get that bad penalty, the the, the personal foul, the late hit, the, the, the extracurricular stuff? Who can control those tempers, can keep things under control, and not cost themselves uh, an extra down and allow the other team to get a free first down? Current conditions in Pigeon, Michigan are 46 degrees with mostly cloudy skies. They're calling for a 0% chance of rain this evening. Winds out of the north, northwest at 6 miles per hour, gusting up to 10. Visibility nearly unlimited at 10 miles. Barometric pressure is at 30.27 inches, and the dew point is at 33 degrees. It feels like it's 43 degrees out. Humidity is at 57%. Sunset at 7.02 today. And we're currently in waxing gibbous moon phase, so I think it's safe to say it's a beautiful day for football. Waxing gibbous moon phase, our favorite moon phase of our broadcast team here. So on October 7th, 2022, we had 11 hours and 25 minutes of daylight. We lost another 21 minutes since our last broadcast a week ago, and two hours and four minutes since week number one. That is the most crazy 
stat is. Two, we've lost two hours of daylight. And we're now getting reports that the pink ladies variety of apples is where it's at. So, oh, there we go. The, 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 the jury's still out as far as that goes. Lakers won the toss, elected to defer. Your officials tonight, your referee, Dale Sneller, umpire, Gary Krause, headlinesman, Jason Harper, line judge, Josh Williams, and your back judge, Leah Sneller. Now we listen in to our PA announcer here, Kurt Damro, as it's Military Appreciation Night, and we'll listen in to all the festivities here from Laker country, including our national anthem in just a moment. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. We also have some special guests here tonight, members of the Huron County Blue Star and Gold Star families. And we would also like to give a round of applause for some very dear friends of mine that are here from Port Hope. One club that you don't want to belong to, and that is the Gold Star Family Club. But we have a family here tonight, Paul and Linda Elant from Port Hope, whose son was killed overseas. Let's also show them some love and give them a round of applause. Welcome to Laker Country. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Laker Field for tonight's ball game, the Greater Throne West Championship with the Bad Axe Hatchets and your Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers. Before we begin tonight's ball game, we ask that everyone please stand. Gentlemen, remove your caps. Military veterans may leave your caps on while rendering the proper military salute. And now the Laker High School marching band with our national anthem. Play ball, folks. Let's go through your starting lineup as we have fireworks here tonight as well. All the pulling out all the stops tonight. Since Lakers won the toss, elected to defer, we will start out with the Bad Axe Hatchets on offense. At quarterback, you have Keaton Brown. At quarterback, a 5'11", 180-pound senior. In your backfield, of course, a double-wing offense. You'll have typically one running back directly behind the quarterback and then a wing back on either side of the tight end on both sides of the ball. Everyone nice and tight inside. In the backfield, that fullback would be Nathan Pulaski. Your wingbacks, well, there's a variety of them, but typically it's Evan Shank, number 12, as well as number 7, Griffin Meinhold, on each side, both seniors. 
Tight ends, Drayden Roma is a senior, as well as Jake McPhee, the six foot four, 218-pound senior. Tight end, also middle linebacker. Your line at center, Noah Brown, a senior, five foot ten, 205 pounds, commands the interior of that line. Also in there, we have Cal Isinger, number 56, a junior. Right guard will be Hayden Miles, senior. Evan McAlpine, as well as Dalton Geiger, both juniors for the Bad Axe offense. Lakers defense, variety of different looks. You have anywhere between Owen Eichler, Jay Sears, Tyson Steinman, Connor McCain, Michael Good, Caleb Neaton, Garrett Strahan, Ethan Wisner, middle linebacker, Zach McCardle on defensive tackle, Blaine Wren, defensive end, James McCardle, also nose tackle, and Luke Braun, defensive end, 6'5", 295-pound senior. Kicking things off for the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers will be number two, Jay Sears, a 6'150 pound senior, wide receiver, wingback, also safety, also kicker on this team. Lakers in their military appreciation uniforms, calling the Dallas Cowboys move here. Home white uniforms tonight, stars on one shoulder, red and white stripes on the other, Lakered green wheeled helmets on top of their head. Kick comes in at the 10 yard line, brought in by number three for the Lakers. That's Logan Miles gets out to about the 22 yard line before he is upended on special teams. And brought down by Tyson Steinman on special teams for the Lakers. First and 10 for the Bad Axe Hatchets left right across their radio in their blue military appreciation uniforms, red and white stripes down the sides as well as stars and stripes on their shoulders. Uh, and here we go. This is this is your Greater Thumb West game of the year. This is the one you've been looking forward to. Cassidy's over in the East First nowadays, so the these were really the two teams we had our eye on all offseason. And here they are in front of us now, and, and you're going to see on offense, you're going to see led by their quarterback, you're going to see the Bad Hatches, Keaton Braun, and you're going to see Jake McPhee. You're going to see a lot of Griffin Meinhold tonight. If they can get those guys in space, watch out. Two receivers to the right, and we have flags already. As we'll have an encroachment on the defense, they went for the hard count as Michael Good jumped into the neutral zone. This will push them forward five yards. So the Bad Axe Hatchet, instead of first and ten from their own 27, it's first and five from the 32. I think there was a couple guys on that left side of the line there that jumped up early. That's a free five yards. And it comes back to what we just got done talking about. Those are emotions. You got to, I know you want to get in there and get that first hit, get that first play under your belt, but you, you have to play the game the way it's meant to be played. If you're going to give free yards, that's going to be a huge advantage for the other team. First and five from the 32-yard line, left right across the radio. Keaton Brown in the shotgun. Two receivers to the right. Man in motion at the near sideline, Griffin Meinhold. Rolling to his right, looking for that pass into the flats. Griffin Meinhold brings it in at the 35. Enforced out of bounds of the 36-yard line. Forced out of bounds by Caleb Neaton. 5'10", 170-pound junior cornerback with authority. And it could be very close to that first down marker. Looks like he's shy by just a yard. Four-yard pickup, second down, one yard to go. And I love this play call right out of the gate because you have to believe that the in the trenches, the advantage is going to be on Lakers' side, both sides of the ball. And what is important for Banax is to get your quarterback in rhythm, which then maybe will reopen up the running game. You get your quarterback, Keaton Brown, rolling out to his right, the throw side, give him a nice, easy catch to one of his favorite receivers in Griffin Meinhold, and a good, high-confidence-building completion for him. And now second down is very short and manageable. Everyone high and tight inside. Under center is Keaton Brown as a pitch out, an almost Statue of Liberty pitch over to Griffin Meinhold. He has the first down, pushing the pile forward across the 40, all the way out to the 43-yard line. As our microphone got hit in the first three plays here tonight. First and 10 from the 43. 
And you like that. They're all bunched up. You know they're going to run the ball and, and attack this defense early. And it's interesting because when Keaton Brown takes this ball, he turns around backwards and pitches it back a couple yards. But you can see the difference between week one and what we're seeing already tonight is when he makes that pitch, it's almost pitching it before he knows Griffin Meinhold's there. They catch it in rhythm. Keaton Brown continues to turn around, and he becomes the fullback on the play. Helps pick up Wisner at linebacker, and that allows Griffin Meinhold to get a nice gain on the ground and a first down for Baddox. Double wing offense, a quick handoff right at the middle to Nathan Pulaski, and the Lakers sniff that one out from the very get-go. James McCardle, nose tackle, brings him down for no gain and actually gain or loss of a yard. Tackle for a loss goes to McCardle tonight. Second down 11 for the 42-yard line. And those plays are going to happen because that big defensive line is going to stuff some holes in the double wing. It can get very congested at times at the line of scrimmage. So they try to run what looked like the same play that they faked that pitch and at the same time, Keaton Brown discreetly hands it off to Pulaski, but he runs right into a wall. No gain. Actually, they say he doesn't even get back to the line of scrimmage. Second down and long for Badex. Same formation. Man in motion. Griffin Meinholz a reverse to Evan Schenk, and he's going to be upended right at the original line of scrimmage. Connor McCain, outside linebacker, brings him down for no gain. Actually, according to the spot, they're going to mark him down at the 41. So another loss of a yard for the Bad Axe offense. Nothing going so far out of this double wing. Lakers did their homework. Oh, they, they get that first run up for five yards, and after that, they tried two completely different running plays, setting up what started the exact same way, and both of these last two runs have lost a yard. They go nowhere instantly, and it's it's not that they're run poorly. It's just that defensive line is fresh right now. It's, it's early in this game for Lakers. Energy is high, and they simply destroy the hole on the line of scrimmage. And now, as we talked about, third down efficiency is important. This is going to be a tough one. Third down and 12 for Bad X. From their own 41-yard line, Keaton Brown back to pass, looking for Jake McPhee. This one is off the mark. He turned inside the ball, went outside of the 48-yard line, incomplete. Miscommunication there now, a fourth down and 12 from their own 41. Bring out the punt team. And that play... He was wide open. Lakers is so fearful of Jake McPhee because of his size and ability. They have two guys on him, but it's a soft zone. You see uh, Michael Good kind of stay on the underneath route. You see 23 is Garrett Strahan. He makes sure that nobody gets beat deep. And just about at the line, at the first down marker, you see Jake McPhee get right there and plant his feet and turn around, but he turned around the opposite way. He turned to the outside instead of the inside, which is where the quarterback put it, and it falls harmlessly to the ground. But that play would have worked. He was open, but a break for Lakers on defense, and they'll take over on offense now. Griffin Meinhold's punt comes into the 24-yard line, brought in by Jay Sears, cuts to the near sideline and runs out of bounds at the 35-yard line, about a 10-yard return there. So Lakers... We'll start out on offense for the first time today at their own 35-yard line, 0-0 ball game. We played 3 minutes and 28 seconds with no score. Bannock's first drive results in 5 plays, 14 yards, and a punt. Lakers on the field. Yeah, and for Bad X, they'd like to have seen another first down, right? Control the offense for just a little bit longer. Try to keep that momentum going. But when you go loss of one, loss of one, and incompletion, that's an advantage. That's an advantage for the defense, and now they have all momentum. First and 10, seeing a receiver wide out to the right. Otherwise, then we have a false start, but none called, and it's going to scoop up as the ball actually hit the turf. Ethan Wisner jumped on it and miraculously got out for two yards. Tackle made by Alex Andrich, outside linebacker for Bad X. A gain of two, second down and eight. Yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff going on there. Lakers is under center. You see the whole right side of the line take off, and the only reason either was blatantly missed or the ball was snapped and loose for that very amount of time, but Wisner under center able to dive under it, kind of grab it, advance it for a couple yards. Disaster avoided for the home team. <laughs> and 
Lakers goes for a shift, and the Bad Axe defensive line blasted right through a whole bunch of offensive linemen that were not in position even yet. So this will, they're going to have Congress's in session. This is going to be this is going to be very interesting because uh, as as we were just talking into background in our ears, you can see our best spotters talking about. There were two guys in motion at that time, so yes, Badex jumped off sides, but at the same time, um, you could easily call an illegal shift. So uh, we'll see what they come up with. It's a five-yard penalty against the Badex Hatches encroachment. So five yards marched off. Second down, three yards to go from the 42-yard line of Lakers' own territory. White uniforms, stars and stripes on their shoulders. Traditional matte green helmet, numbers on their left side, wheeled L on the right. Military appreciation night here in Laker country. Receiver wide to the right, overloading the right side. Now they have a double shift over to the left side. Michael Good, as well as Tyson Steinman, is going to be quarterback keeper. Connor McCain gets the first down across the 45, finally brought down to the 47-yard line. Nathan Pulaski brings it down from the secondary. Move the chains, first and 10 for the Lakers. Yeah, and essentially the way the way Lakers gets away with that is it's not moving a guy in motion. It's simply an audible, right, where they're allowed to move the ball. Everybody's kind of in a standstill position, so they take those two ends on the right side and move them over to the left, and as soon as they get set up on the line of scrimmage, it's a direct snap to McCain, and he follows that overloaded side of the football, plows ahead, gets plenty enough for a first down. No score yet. It's a direct snap to Ethan Wisner. He pushes the pile forward single-handedly across midfield and finally brought down at the Laker, excuse the Bad X, 46-yard line. It's going to be a gain of six on the play. Tackle made by Alex Andridge for the Bad X Edges. Nice game there, and the Lakers now already at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, they're not wasting any time, but we noticed this when they played Cass City. Why waste your time handing it off to Wisner? Just snap it to him directly. Connor McCain gets the snap out of the shotgun. He is pushes forward across the 40 down to the 39-yard line. Tackle made by Noah Braun. But we have a flag at the very end of that play. Could be a face mask. Could be, uh, frankly, could be even a hold on the Lakers. So Dale Sneller, the man in the white cap tonight, is a signal block in the back against the Lakers. I think they're going to get 65 on that play, Clark. It looked like that's who he threw the flag at uh, when the play was over. But again, this that even if it was a block in the back, it's it's a poor penalty because that play was running to the left. They went across they, between the left guard and the left tackle on that run play, and he was blocking on the right side of the line of scrimmage, so nowhere near the ball. It takes a cheap shot at the back of somebody to block him. Completely unnecessary and could certainly um, stunt your momentum in this game that your offense has given you so far. So when all said and done, it's second down, 10 yards to go from the Laker 48-yard line. Six and a half to left in the first quarter. 0-0 ball game. Lakers on their first drive of offense. Maddox has resulted in a punt. Now we have a shift as Lakers shifted three to the other side of the line and Maddox jumped into the neutral zone for the second time this evening, perhaps even the third time. Now that is the second time. Third overall encroachment this night. So march on five yards. Went from a... Second down and three to a second down and ten to now a second down and five. Yeah, you're seeing Lakers use a lot of not necessarily motion, but audibling and adjusting the play, right? So that time you see them set up on the left, all three guys switch over to the right side, and 17's your guilty party there. That's Jack Hollinsworth seeing that motion and, and jumping in the backfield. Going to cost their team five yards right back. 
Overloading the right side. It's the direct snap to Ethan Wisner. Has Lee Blacker. Cuts it all the way outside. He is across the 40. Lowers his shoulder and gets all the way down to the 36, maybe in the 35-yard line before he's finally brought down. 12-yard gain brought down by Jack Hollingsworth, outside linebacker, 6-foot, 180-pound senior for the Bad X Hatchets. First and 10, move the chains to the Bad X 35. And so far, we're seeing them utilize that, that shift or that change in play. As soon as they get set, they run to that overloaded side. And, and on the other side of the ball, you're not seeing a ton of adjustment by the Bad Axe defense. Because typically, you'd see them slide over and rotate to that side to help cover the overloaded side. So far, they've stayed right in their base defense. It's a quick handoff over to number 12. Michael Good tries to catch an outside seam. It's out for two hard-fought yards brought down by Bad Axe's Jake McPhee, middle linebacker, chases him down. Second down eight to go from the 33. Yes, we've seen Jake McPhee play a lot of positions on defense, and I think it's an important thing to point out that when he played against Ubley there, he was almost in that safety position, right? So by the time he comes up to help the running game, it's too late. They've already gotten five yards. So I'd like to see him be more aggressive on the line of scrimmage like on that play. He gets through the hole and still goes around and chases the running back and tackles him from behind. Direct snap to Connor McCain. He all the way out across the 25 and finally brought down to the 23-yard line. Enough to move the chains. A 10-yard gain. Griffin Meinhold on the stop. Move the chains for the third time in this drive alone for the Elgin Pigeon Bay Board Lakers. On the edge of the red zone here at the 23, five minutes left in the first quarter, 0-0, but Lakers knocking on the door. Yeah, and so just kind of like your wing T offenses, right? You're seeing McCain go one way, you're seeing Wisner go the other way, direct snaps, whoever the ball gets snapped to, that's who's running the football. The other guy becomes the lead blocker. You see a lot of this now, especially in our eight-player game, when they spread people out, utilize their two best athletes, and in this case, you Wisner, your power back, McCain a little bit quicker, and all of a sudden you're seeing those two have grid success against this bad X front seven. And we have a false start. Caleb Neaton jumped on the right tight end there on the Lakers. So this is going to push him back five yards and it's from a first and 10 at the 23 to a first and 15 from the 28-yard line of bad X. The Lakers moving the ball methodically down the field to start this ball game. They've had the ball for just under four minutes, 440 left in the first quarter. Yeah, and things are moving quick, and they hustle to the line of scrimmage to try to catch you off balance, and if they don't like what they see, you see them stand back. That's where they audible the play. They check out where the defense is, and then you see Coach Lavasser calling the play. And you, see, you look at the sideline. You see two guys that look like are speaking in sign language to these guys, trying to make sure nobody reads the signals, almost like a third-base coach in baseball, except there's two of them uh, making sure that you don't know who's calling the play. And you can see Lakers... Uh, they're not not following along going to call timeout. And that one instead looked like a Gretchen Whitmer press conference with the signals, and it's going to be called a timeout for the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers with 4.14 left in the first quarter. 0-0, Lakers and Bad Axe. First and 15 as Lakers coming out of their first timeout with 4.14 remaining. It's a handoff to Ethan Wisner. Gets back those five yards he lost at the false start, and the forward progress is finally stopped at the 23-yard line. Pick your poison there for the Bad X front line as there's a scrum there. Leading the way was Hayden Miles, defensive tackle, 5'11", 190-pound senior. Gain of five for Ethan Wisner. Second down, 10 to go. Yeah, if Bad X is going to hang in this game, obviously the offense needs to move the football and stay in the field. But if you're going to allow six yards per carry to Ethan Wisner and seven to Connor McCain, it could be a long night. Lakers looks to the sideline for the signal. Dave Lavasser, second year at the helm for this program. Quite successful thus far. 
15 and 3 record, I do believe, in his one and a half seasons. Connor McCain out of the shotgun, tries to get something there, and Badax sniffed that one out and got it to the backfield before that play could even develop. They bring him down to the original line of scrimmage. Drayden Romas as well as Jordan Booms on this stop for the Badax Hatchets on that front line. Third down, 10 to go. And that time when you see that the rotation of, of the Laker players from left to right, they send two guys from the left side to the right side. When the quarterback gets the ball, looks right. That time Badax flooded that side. They took it away and forced McCain to go back the other way, and that's exactly where your defense was waiting, Drayden Romas and company, to make sure that they bring him down for very little gain. Third down, 10 to go from the Badax 23-yard line. 2.51 left in the first quarter. 0-0 ball game. Receiver out wide to the right, Jay Sears. Man in motion. The wing back number four, Tyson Steinman. Ethan Wisner on the carry. He gets a direct snap, and he, on a second effort, gets across the 15, down to the 14-yard line, shy of that first down marker by a half a yard. Griffin Meinhold on the stop for the Badax Hatchets. Fourth down, one yard to go from the Badax 14-yard line. At third down efficiency, though, right? Third down and 10. If you're Badax, you can't allow Ethan Wisner to run with that much space. Now it's fourth down and one, and you're on a disadvantage. And Wisner gets a direct snap, but there are whistles flying, and it's going to be a false start against the Lakers. That one's going to leave a mark. So instead of a fourth and one from the Badax 14-yard line, it's a fourth down in six from the 19-yard line. They need to get down to the 13-yard line. So chance to scrap that one. Or do you say Ethan Wizard's going to get it regardless? Oh, it doesn't matter. You call your best play right now because as I pointed out to you before, both both running back and quarterback are averaging almost five yards or more per carry. Plenty enough room to run whatever you want here. No need to panic because worst-case scenario, you turn the ball over here and Badax is going to have to go 80-plus yards on your top-tier defense. But I, I like this. You keep Coach Lavaster keeps moving these guys around. He's going to have to be careful because when he moves a couple guys at a time, they have to get set before you snap the ball. And you know you want to take advantage of the defense before they can shift, but you can't be sacrificing five yards. Wisner in the backfield by himself, and we have an encroachment on the defense as Lakers was doing a triple shift over to the right side, overloading that right side. And <laughs> you pick your, pick your blue jersey on this uh, fall, uh, the encroachment on that one. So instead of a fourth and one, back to a fourth and six, it's back to a fourth and one. And I understand the first time because maybe you didn't expect it, but this has got to be the third or fourth fourth time that Bad Axe has done this on this drive alone. Every single play, Lakers has moved guys in motion from one side to the other every single play. You can't give them those five yards back. Ethan Wisner on the snap, and he lowers the shoulder, has the first down, and is unearthed at the 11-yard line by Bad Axe's Jake McPhee, six foot four, tight end, as well as middle linebacker on defense. Move the chains, conversion on fourth down. Lakers, first and 10 from the 11 yard line. Yeah, that's just too easy at that point. Uh, but at, with fourth down and one, that big offensive line, Lakers is going to win that challenge almost every time. And Ethan Wisner makes him pay, giving those five yards back and a fresh set of downs. As here we go, first and goal. From, well, first down from the 11 yard line. Same play except to the other side this time as Ethan Wisner awaiting the direct snap has a pitch over to Michael Good on the outside and Badax gets into the backfield but Michael Good pushes his momentum all the way down to about the nine yard line before he's tracked down by Keaton Brown out of the secondary. So he very seldom gain on that second down eight to go a two yard gain on the pitch out to Michael Good inside the 10 though. I like the play call. You've attacked the middle of their defense with Wisner, with, with McCain. Wisner takes the snap, and every single time, whoever's gotten the snap is taking the ball. And Mikhail Good is as fast as you're going to find on this team. So that pitch out to him with a little momentum, 
It's a pretty good job there by the veteran secondary there of Keaton Brown to go over there and take that guy away and create a very short game. Wisner gets the direct snap, and we have another whistle, and it's Disco Knight early and often here tonight in Lager country. This is going to push him back five yards. That's three false starts and three encroachments on this drive alone. Director of Sports Information, Doug Cole, filling us in there. So this one's going to push him back five yards from the second down. And eight, it's going to be a second down and 13. Good news is at least the clock isn't running right now. True. 47 <laughs> seconds left in this first quarter. 0-0. Zero, zero. Lakers in Bad Axe all square. Bad Axe's first drive resulted in a punt after five plays. Lakers started their own 35. They are now at the Bad Axe 13. Second down, in, excuse me, 14. Second down and 13 to go. Overloading the left side. Direct snap to Ethan Wisner. Tries to eye up his defenders. Breaks out of one tackle. Huge stiff arm. And he runs out of bounds at about the six-yard line. As Ethan Wisner doing his best WWE impression out there. Throwing the defender down with a stiff arm and pushes out to the, uh, excuse me, the 11-yard line. For all said and done, a three-yard game. Yeah, I would say a Derrick Henry replica, yeah. right? Like, just get off of me, man. And unfortunately, that's Griffin Meinhold. But Griffin Meinhold at least does his job and forces, even though he took the brunt of that hit, was able to help force him out of bounds for, even though they're getting excited, just a three-yard game. Third down, 10 to go from the 11-yard line. Looking to the sideline for the call. Jay Sears out wide right, just 10 seconds left here in the first quarter. Ethan Wisner at shotgun by himself. Man in motion to the left, Michael Good gets the direct snap back to pass. Ethan Wisner throwing wide downfield, open. wide open at the five. It's brought in by Tyson Steinman, and the Lakers are on the board first. Touchdown, Lakers, as the first quarter expires. Ethan Wisner throws the touchdown pass for 11 yards in the hands of Tyson Steinman, the tight end, 5'10", 165-pound senior. And we have our first score in the, of the night in the Greertham West Championship. It is Lakers 6, bad X nothing, with zero seconds left on the first quarter clock. Bring out the kick team for Lakers. Love the play call because Connor McCain is the quarterback of this team. When you snap it to Ethan Wisner, they assume run, and he obviously has the ability to do whatever they need to do and finds a wide-open receiver, looked as comfortable as anybody in the pocket, and makes that throw. The PAT is good from Jay Sears, and Lakers lead 7-0 after the first 12 minutes of play in the Gritham West Championship. Right here on the W, out of the W Sports Network, Lakers 7, bad X nothing. After the first quarter play, it is 7-0 as Lakers caps off a 13-play drive covering 65 yards. Eight minutes and 32 seconds off the clock results in a Ethan Wisner 11-yard throw to Tyson Steinman for the six points. Two po or point after is good from Sears, makes it 7-0. The kick from Sears comes in at about inside the 10 into the hands of Logan Miles. His second return to the night pushed out of bounds way out of the 17-18 yard line. First and 10 for the Bad Axe Hatchets, trailing 7-0 with 11.55 left in the first half. That was a great kick because that ball ended up kind of in the corner between the end zone and the out-of-bounds line inside the five. So it could have been in the end zone. He lets it go. Just a, kind of just a great big kick there and allows them to bring the ball up the sideline. Nowhere else to run. And uh, he's, he's probably pretty fortunate to get it as close to the 20-yard line as he got it. Good special teams play there by Lakers, and it's going to be part of this game. It's going to matter if this game stays close. 7-0. Lakers leading 11.55 left in the second quarter. The second drive of offense for the Bad Axe Hatchets tonight. They've not touched the ball in over eight minutes. 
Keaton Brown with the eye formation behind him hands it off to his tailback to number seven Griffin Meinhold. He lowers the shoulders, maybe gets out of the 19-yard line. Tackle made by James McCardle, six foot five, 240-pound junior for the Lakers. Gain of yards, second down and nine out to the 19. And one thing you can say about Coach Verberg and Badex, they are going to attempt to run the ball. It does not matter what happens. They are going to try to get the running game going. But one yard at a time is just not going to work. They tried different formations. They've tried every different run play so far. Nothing's been two of the same. That one, just one yard they get on first down. Second down and nine from the 19. Same formation. Now a power eye to the right. If you want to call that now, we have whistles. And we have a timeout called by the Bad X Hatches with 11-16 left in the second quarter. Lakers 7, Bad X nothing on the WLW Sports Network. Remains in the second quarter. Lakers seven, bad X nothing. The Hatchets back on offense, and it's a, a direct snap and snap out to Keaton Brown. He has room to run. He lowers the shoulder, has the first down. Ran him right over as the would be defender on the bottom of that would be Garrett Strahan somewhere. But Keaton Brown runs out for 12 yards all the way out to the 31 yard line. Makes a play on his own two feet. Absolutely. Got to get these guys out in space, change it up, and that's exactly what they do out of the timeout. That's good coaches find a way to do that, and that's when you take a timeout, you expect a good play by your team, and Keaton Brown delivers with a big run, and it really created nice, some space behind you there, creeping up closer to midfield, a much-needed first down for Bad X. Back to the I formation. Keaton Brown hands it off to his tailback. Griffin Meinhold and gets out for a good chunk there across the 35 out to the 38-yard line. Ethan Wisner, middle linebacker, scoops him up after a five-yard game. Second down, actually a six-yard gain, second down, four to go. It doesn't get much easier if you happen to get through those big defensive linemen. The next guy waiting for you is Ethan Wisner there at middle linebacker. But fortunately for Griffin Meinhold, when he got through that defensive line, he was already starting angle to the right and away from Ethan Wisner. Had to tackle him sort of from behind. But that I formation hits there on that play. Nice run there by Griffin Meinhold, running low to the ground, getting underneath those defensive linemen. It's a pitch to Griffin Meinhold. He cuts inside, cuts outside, and he's brought down to the 41-yard line by Ethan Wisner. A flag flies well away from the play, way back at the third. 35-yard line, five yards behind the play in action. This could be a block in the back, which would be the second one tonight already. Yeah, and I, I'll agree with you there, Dan, said in the background it's going to be there a block is. in the back, but that's a bad call because the Lake, the, he let the Lakers guy go around him and just kind of just pushed him out of the play. He was trying to blitz around the outside and more like from the side, just keeps his momentum going, pushes him, continues him out of the play, which allows Griffin Meinhold to run underneath him. Uh, I, I, it's, a, it's a pretty poor call. I would agree with that statement. Um, I, they said he was right in front of him, too. I don't know what he was looking at uh, where he saw block in the back, but that, that kid was, took himself out of the play, and Jake McPhee just made sure he stayed out of it. Uh, that's a tough break there for Bad Exit because it looked like another nice four or five yard run there for a first down negated. We have seven collective points and we have nine collective penalties between the two teams. Second down and 16 now where the Bad Exit Hatchets push back to their own 26 yard line. Spreading things out, two receivers to the left, wing back to the left. Keaton Brown by, by his lonesome in the backfield. Evan Shank now in motion. Rolling to his left, looking to pass, throws downfield, has a man open. Griffin Meinhold hits his hands at the 40 yard line and falls incomplete. Coverage there was looming, brought in by Colton Tulaski at the last second there. Falls incomplete, third down, 16 to go. 
Yeah, Griffin Meinold's got to catch that ball. That, that's not that bad of a throw. It was kind of right there. He just had to slow down a little bit. A little bit behind him, but not enough. There wasn't enough traffic there in that zone defense. Uh, the throw was a, a little bit behind him, as I said, but you got to catch that football. That probably gives this next play third down and one. Instead, now third down and 16 coming up for Bad Axe. And we 9.09 remaining in the second quarter. 7-0 Lakers leading. Bad Axe facing a third down and 16 from their own 26-yard line. Now coming up to the line of scrimmage. Wing back either side. Keaton Brown under center, double wing offense. Tailback is directly behind him. Man in motion. It's going to be a handoff right up the middle to Nathan Pulaski, and he goes absolutely nowhere. And it's going to be stopped for a yard, a loss. Tackle made by Tyson Steinman. Defensive tackle for the Lakers. Gets the tackle for a loss, pushes him back to the 25-yard line. And on a third and 16, they call a one-yard play. And now it's fourth down and 17 from the 25. Yeah, that's 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 the old, uh, I'm just going to run a draw and set up for that punt. And they hoping to get five or six, maybe to change field position a little bit more. But now you're going to punt the ball away deep in your own territory. Uh, Lakers is going to set up at about midfield to try and catch this punt. Looking like good field position here for the home team. Punt is away from Griffin Meinhold. Good hang time. Comes into the 41-yard line brought in by Jay Sears. Comes to the near sideline. Defender breaks his ankles and comes out to the late, excuse me, the Bad Axe 43-yard line. Mark him out of the 44 before he's finally stopped. First and 10 from the plus side of the field for the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers, leading 7-0 over Bad Axe. Bad Axe two punts, Lakers one touchdown. All momentum for the home team and... and Bad X really had no answers. Lakers tried committing enough penalties uh, with false starts and, and things like that to prevent them from getting a touchdown. Didn't matter. Bad X would find a way to give it back to him with encroachment penalties. But uh, it's almost, we're already at the point where this might be a must-stop series here for Bad X. It's a handoff, a direct snap to Ethan Wisner. Lowers the shoulder, gets out to the 40-yard line before he's stopped by Bad X's Hayden Miles on that front line. Handful of yards there. It's forward yard gain out of the 40, second down in six. It's just good old-fashioned power football. Direct snap to Ethan Wisner. He just chooses the side he wants to run. That overloaded side is to his right behind the right guard and tackle. Just follows him through the hole and blasts into the defense uh, for three, uh, three yards untouched, and he powers for the extra yard, four yards on first down. Shift to the right. Overloading the right side, Ethan Wisner has a lead blocker in front of him, runs upfield. He's down to the 25 already, down to the 20, the 15, cuts inside. He jumps over defender at the 5, he's in for the end zone. Touchdown, Ethan Wisner and the Lakers. From 40 yards out, Ethan Wisner rumbles into the end zone for the second score for the green and white. It is now 13-0 over Bad Axe with 7.30 remaining in the second quarter. And it's just power football. You see him overload that right side. Again, you see no shift by the Bad X defense. They stay in their standard, traditional defense. Nobody moves over. The overloaded side picks up everybody on the line. The extra guy picks up the linebacker, and Ethan Wisner does the rest as he makes one guy miss out in open space, changes directions, and nobody touches him on his long ways and a big-time run for Lakers to go up two scores in this game. The PAT is good from Jace Sears, and it's now 14-0. Lakers leading the Bad X Hatchets with 7.30 remaining in the second quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network. (laughs) 
7.30 left in this first half. It's Lakers by two scores, 14-0, as Lakers scores on just two plays, covering 44 yards and camped out with an Ethan Wisner 40-yard dash into the end zone. PAT is good from Sears. He's two for two on the night, makes it 14-0. Lakers leading the Bad Axe Hatches in the Greer them West Championship ballgame. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, Dan Benke, and Kendall Anthos with your call tonight from Laker Country. As Jay Sears' kick, mid-range kick bounces at the 17. Good bounce it all the way down to the 10 to Logan Miles. He's across the 25, drags his defenders out to the 25 before Ethan Wisner finishes him off at the 30-yard line. So good return there for Logan Miles. The official tackler would be Lucas McKnight, sophomore hatchet. First and 10 for the Hatchets, trailing by two scores, 14-0 with 7.23 left in the first half. And Bedex may not have an answer for this power running game that Lakers is bringing, but so what's going to have to happen if Bedex wants to hang around? They need a nice, long scoring drive. I guess if they score in one play, no, they would be happy with that too, but a nice, long scoring drive. Give that defense a little break and end up with some points here to get back into this game. Double wing offense. Pitch to Griffin Meinhold. Tries to find a hole in that front line, and he does like, decently. Out to the 35, maybe in the 36-yard line. Tackle made by Lakers' Blaine Wren, defensive end, six foot one, 200-pound senior for the green and white. A six-yard gain, second down and four for Griffin Meinhold. That's been their most successful run play, right, where, where quarterback uh, Keaton Brown gets the ball, turns to his left, pitches it, and spins all the way around and becomes the lead fullback for Griffin Meinhold around the right side. And uh, they got five yards the first time he did it, maybe five or six on that try. That play's worked, but in a way, that's what Lakers is doing. When they when they turns to the right and goes the opposite way, you see them overload that other side, and that allows for a little extra running room. Same play, except this time to Evan Shank. He tries to push the pile forward for about two yards out to the 38-yard line before forward progress has stopped. A myriad of white jerseys in there somewhere. We'll give it to Tyson Steinman. On the stop, third down and manageable. Third down and two yards to go for the Bad Axe Hatchets from their own 38-yard line. That's all right. Positive yards, right? The, the series, the first series that killed them is back-to-back -back running plays for negative yards. They, they have to stop that because you cannot have these third down and long plays. Third down and four is very manageable in, 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 in a do-or-die game for the, for the league championship. Probably not for their coach, but if, if I get two or three yards on this play, I'm going for it. Down two scores early in this game on the road. Got to trust that my team can get it here. Third down and two, double wing. A little bit of movement on that front line. None called, though, and it's a, a scrum up forward. And it's Nathan Belowski pushes out and surges across the 40, although he finally start brought down to the 43-yard line. Brought down by Evan, excuse me, number 12, Michael Good for the Lakers. Move the chains. A third down conversion keeps the drive alive for the Bad Axe Hatchets. That's a big play. You're staring at this play with that double wing with everybody in nice and tight. You're just seeing these gigantic white jerseys overlooking them. That good job by Bad Axe front. They're able to just chip block those big guys. And it allows Plosky to slide through, get four, five yards, and just enough for a first down and a very important one for Bad Axe at that. High formation, they toss it out to Griffin Meinhold, breaks out of one tackle, he cuts inside across midfield and finally has the first down and brought down at the Laker 45-yard line by Garrett Strahan chasing him down. A good pickup there of 14 yards for Griffin Meinhold, moving the chains for the second time this drive alone. And I like that for Bad Axe. We keep talking about it. They have some great athletes. You have to get them out in space, and that's not fullback dives. Those are those pitches, those sweeps. That time you see Keaton Brown turn to his right, pitch it out to the right. Griffin Meinhold catches it in stride on the run with a lead fullback. 
Seals off the edge, picks up Ethan Wisner at linebacker, and that allows Griffin Meinhold to showcase that cutback speed, turn up the middle of the field along that right hash, and get another first down. Bad X in Laker territory for the first time tonight. Back to pass, Keaton Brown is caught by Jake McPhee at the 35, still on his feet, and it takes four white jerseys to bring him down at the 27-yard line. Five green and white jerseys out there, and finally Jake McPhee dropped after a first down conversion down to the 28-yard line. That was the, the play that Keaton Brown missed on the first series, right? It's yes. that deep curl route. That time, though, you see the receiver turn to the inside. You see Keaton Brown throw it to the inside. That ball is on the money. McPhee is planting his feet and turning as that ball is coming out of Keaton Brown's hand. The trust, the confidence, the timing is all there. And with respect, that defender is five to eight yards away from him. It's an easy throw and catch, but because the timing was so good, McPhee is able to catch the ball, turn around, and then get some momentum going and run over that defender for extra yards. Back to pass once again. Keaton Brown is hit while he throws, but it's caught at the 15-yard line by Evan Schenck, and he dives all the way down inside the five and finally brought down. Stop made by the Lakers secondary, Kayla, excuse me, Colton Tulaski and Connor McCain. A first-in-goal scenario here for the Bad Axe Hatchets. A nice completion there. Keaton Brown stays on his feet, gets that pass off, gets takes the hit, and it's complete down inside the 10. And this is, again, back to beginning the other point we talked about passing game is going to be important and if you're watching that play Jake McPhee is turning out to the right wide open down the field but the pressure forced Keaton Brown to throw the ball a little bit sooner he hits his underneath guy and Evan Shank who is wide open he takes a big hit the quarterback does but Shank turns into a big game Griffin Meinhold gets the toss he's down close to the goal line touchdown bad axe Griffin Meinhold gets the toss and he makes it count bad axe is on the board with 356 left in the second quarter it is Lakers 14 bad axe 6 with 3.56 before the half is over, as it was a straight eye formation. Keaton Brown turns around, tosses it, and pitches it out to Griffin Meinhold. He finds the seam and the right gap there into the end zone, just crosses the plane in for the score. What I like about those plays is that those pitches out to the right allows Griffin Meinhold with that open space speed, that playmaking ability, you allow him to decide, does he want to race to the pie line, or if he sees an opening, allow him to plant and cut. And that's exactly what he does. He cuts right up the middle, and he's able to dive right into the end zone and scores a very important touchdown for the road team. And Meinhold kicks the extra point as well, and it's good. It is Lakers 14, Badax on the board with 7 with 3.56 before the half is over on the WLW Sports Network. X moves the ball 70 yards down the field. Takes four first downs in tow. Three minutes and 34 seconds off the clock. Capped off with a Griffin Meinhold four-yard run. Puts Bad X on the board 14-7. Lakers leading by seven points. Just one touchdown game. 3.56 left in this first half. As Griffin Meinhold's kick bounces at the 33. Rolls inside the 20. Stays and rolls out of bounds at about the 12-yard line. Nearly stayed in bounds. So Lakers will start out at their own 35-yard line. Left right across the radio as they lead 14-7. 3.55 left in the first half. Yeah, and that kickoff really doesn't hurt, Shetty. I mean, you don't allow a big return. It's pretty good field position for Lakers, but at the end of the day, Bannock's defense has to come up with a stop at some point tonight if they're going to stay in this game. The, the offense responded, got it going, got a very important touchdown, 14-7 to game, 3.55 left on the clock, plenty of time, multiple timeouts left for Lakers, plenty of time 
to extend this game back to two scores. Lakers still in the driver's seat, but bad axe defense now. Where are you at? This is your chance to keep your team in the game. First and 10 for the green and white Lakers at their own 35-yard line. Left right across the radio. Saying receiver wide to the right, Jay Sears. Ethan Wisner away in the snap in the shotgun, overloading the right side with a triple shift. Direct snap to Wisner. He has room to run. He lowers the shoulder, and he's still on his feet across the 40 and out to the 43-yard line, tripped up by Badex's Jake McPhee, but we have a flag flying at the end of that play, and this looks like it's going to be a hold against the Lakers. I think you're right, Clark. Right in front of us here. That's the spot where Wisner cut in front of, back to the middle of the field. The end does not let go of that player, holds on to him. That's right where the play is. It's an easy call there for the for the officials this time. I think to get this one right, it's going to cost Lakers a few yards here on first down. First down, 12 to go now, according to the spot. 10-yard walked off from there. First and 12 from the 33-yard line. Lakers looking at the sideline for the call. Ethan Wisner might as well be acting quarterback, drives the bus, cleans the concession stands, maybe even... Wipes down the bathrooms when the night's over. He's doing it all tonight so far. He's can he, kick, for, can he, he kick the ball? That's my only question. <laughs> he probably could. Not sure he'd. He's also the long snapper. <laughs> that counts. He threw for a touchdown. He ran for a touchdown. Now he's going to be brought down. <laughs> Runs out of one tackle. And still on his feet. And throws us downfield. Ethan Wisner extending that play as there's blue jerseys all over him. He finally throws it from his own 23. Incomplete out to the 40. Good penetration there by the Bad Axe. Defense gets into the backfield. Ethan Wisner breaks out of two tackles. And falls incomplete. Oh, a heck of a swim move there by Evan Shank. He just swipes the hands of the offensive lineman, goes right around him, and his free shot at Wisner hits him big time. But Wisner is a big guy. If you're going to hit him high, there's a chance that you are not going to get him. And he just bodies right off that guy, spins around, keeps the play alive. And I tell you what, that was a pretty good play by Wisner to get away and allow that thing to be incomplete. And we had a little bit of clock issue there as the clock continued to roll with an incomplete pass. So we move Kendall Anthus away from the door from the Laker booth here. 24, the clock stops on an incomplete pass. Always enjoy the, the update on the rule, rule book here. <laughs> every time there's a that was clear. There. That was very clear yes. and well said. 324 left in the first half. 14 to 7. Lakers leading by seven points, but they're facing a second and 12 from their own 33 yard line, looking at the sideline for the call. Triple over right. Now it's a triple shift to the left. Ethan Wisner in the direct snap in the shotgun, going to keep it for himself, runs upfield, and he's going to be brought down immediately by Jake McPhee out to the 35 yard line. Two yard gain for Wisner. Jake McPhee playing spy on that one, brings him down for a gain of a yard, actually, going to mark him down to the 34. And we, we talked about that off the air. We need Jake McPhee to get up on that line of scrimmage and make plays in the backfield. Now, we're not allowing these five and six yard runs anymore. Get up there, take down that back, make that hit. And as soon as Wisner followed his guys to the left, takes a couple steps forward, as soon as he plants and cuts, he cuts right into the arms of big number 40 for Bad Axe, brings him down, doesn't miss, and that's a tackle for a very short gain. And now Lakers with the clock under three minutes and rolling, third down and long, one of their first Difficult situations they've had so far in this first half. Receiver wide to the right, Jay Sears. Ethan Wisner buys lonesome in the backfield. There's the snap, staying in the pocket, looking at the pass downfield. Rolls to his left, throws downfield. And this one's intercepted by Evan, Sh Evan Shank at the 45-yard line. And they're going to say, brought in the interception. And we have our first turnover on the night, getting to the hands of Evan Shank. And Bad Axe will take over on the plus side of the field in Laker territory, trailing by seven points. 
Two and a half minutes left in the first half. It's Lakers 14, Badak 7, but the momentum on the side of the Hatchets. you got to give Ethan Wisner a lot of credit on most plays. He, he gets the most out of every single play, but I'm not sure what he was looking at that time because I was looking at two Badak guys looking to catch that ball, and it was just a matter of which one was going to get it. His receiver kept going down the field. He clearly thought that it was supposed to be get to the first down marker and sit down because when he delivered that ball, his receiver was streaking down the field, and there was multiple Badak guys ready to take that ball away. Evan Shank creates the first turnover. Out of the game. eye formation, Griffin Meinhold gets the snap and the handoff, excuse me, out to the 43-yard line after a scrum. Brought down by Michael Good after a two-yard gain and moved the pile forward two yards. Second down and eight for the Bad Axe Hatchets, trailing by seven points, 14-7 to the Lakers. 2-14 and counting this the first half. Yeah, big momentum switch in this game. Now, keep in mind, Lakers' Griffin Meinhold is, is as good a field goal kicker as you're going to find. I mean, outside of Brett Mueller over there in Ubley, Maybe Griffin Meinl might be the next best kicker we got to see. So Badax, though, I'd like to see him hurry this up a little bit. But they now have a chance to not, may not only get even in this game, but maybe put three more points on the board and make this a really good game at halftime. Back to the double wing offense. In the shotgun, Keaton Brown back to pass. Throws to his right. Is brought in across the 40-yard line into Evan Schenk's hands and brought down by the other number 12, Michael Good. Out to the 39-yard line. That is a gain of five on the play. So that's a third down and manageable for the Badax Hatches. Third down. A long three yards to go, minute 43 left in this first half. And again, tackled inbounds. Clock should be rolling here. I'm not sure why, but uh, those are what makes a good passing game. Keaton Brown does it well. He looks downfield. He feels pressure. He knows where his check down receiver is. And when he does feel that pressure, he finds him. And those completions of five yards are huge because now third down is very manageable. Third down and three. And Keaton Brown on the option runs it out. And he has the first down. Dragons down and finally brought down to the 33 as he's chasing three, dragging three defenders with him. Leading the way, Michael Good, Connor McCain was in there as well as Ethan Wisner. With the third down conversion on the feet of Keaton Brown, move the chains first and 10 from the Laker 33. So I like what they're doing with this double wing, right? Moving guys one piece around here and there, and now they, they sweep it out to the left. It's a true option route, okay? So you snap the ball to Keaton Brown. He's looking to pitch it to his left, but nobody picks up him as the runner. He keeps the ball for himself very smartly, keeps the ball because he knows he can get enough for the first down, and that's big for Badex. Now one minute to go, 14-7, to seven, Keaton Brown under center. Brown in trouble. He's being brought down to the backfield for the sack way back at the 43-yard line. That play was broken from the get-go. It was a little bit of a low snap. Brown brought it in and he we have an injury on the field as Keaton Brown's a little slow to get up and it's going to be seems to be okay already in his tuned feet. Could have been a late hit as Lakers came in and swarmed him at the end there. But a big loss of looks like about 10 yards way back at the 43-yard line. Timeout, Bad X. Yes, the clock was running. Yes, you had timeout or two in your pocket, but that pass play, the blitz gets through. There was a, a missed assignment on the line. I understand that, but there's four receivers running routes. Three of them at the end of that play were in the end zone. The other one was 20 yards down the field. He, especially at this level, you have to protect your quarterback, and if you're not going to do that well, you have to have a check down option for him to dump it off to in case something goes wrong. It was an all-out, let's get a big play right here, and it blows up in the face of Bad X. Big-time sack there for the home team, and it takes him well, well out of field goal range. Bad X on the night, two for four on third downs. This is going to be a second down, a ways to go. A ways to go on this second down. More the opponent now is the clock, which is 50 seconds left in this first half. Lakers 14, Badax 7. Badax on offense in part due to an interception brought in by Evan Schenk as Lakers 
throws the first inter- uh, throw first the throws first turnover on the night in favor of the Bad Axe Hatchets away team. In the Greater Than West Championship, 14-7 Lakers leading Bad Axe. The Hatchets on offense, second down and 20-plus to go. Receiver wide each way. Keaton Brown in the shotgun. Man to his left. Griffin Meinhold in motion to the right. Man in the backfield already. He gets rid of this one. Throws this one way downfield. Keaton Brown with a heck of a throw. Brought down to the 13-yard line. Passes intended for Griffin Meinhold. Great coverage there by the Lakers secondary. Number 18, Colton Tulaski in coverage. Incomplete pass, third down and 20. I'll tell you what, this play was screamed disaster from the beginning. So you're going to roll out Keaton Brown to his right. It's absolutely designed. But if you're going to roll to the right, somebody please pick up the defensive end on that side of the ball. He comes free in there. It surprised even him. But Keaton Brown pivots, cuts underneath him, and then rolls out further to his right, buys just enough time. And with a flick of the wrist, 30 yards, throw. 30 yards down the field, one-on-one with Griffin Meinhold and number 18, Colton Pulaski, with his back to the ball, doesn't make contact, gets his hands up, and makes a nice deflection to knock that play down. And we have a flag to add injury to insult here. Reverse that, insult to injury. As his first personal foul, unsportsmanlike conduct on, I do believe, the Bad Axe coaching staff. So this is going to push him back 15 yards. The... Line of scrimmage of the 42 of Bad Axe. The first down marker is well beyond the pigeon in. No, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And that's inexcusable, right? Your defense comes up with an interception, and you just had a play down the field. One decent pass down the field is now it was in Griffin Meinhold field goal territory. Now now you're just hoping that you can get some positive yardage. And they're bringing the blitz, and they're going to throw this one into Evan Shank's hands. He's going to bring about six tackles if he wants to get the first down. He's going to be close, though. He's down to the 35. Flag flies, and he's finally brought out of bounds at about the 23-yard line. But there's a Yellow handkerchief back at the 43-yard line, more than likely a block in the back. But we have a flag way back at the tackle there. Looks like Keaton Brown's hobbling. There may be a late hit on the Lakers as well. Be interesting to see what they diagnose here, but a perfect play call. Screen pass. They allow all that pressure to come through. Keaton Brown backs up, backs up, and at the last second dumps it off. And there was a lot of space there to run, blocking down the field, uh, but an obvious block in the back here right in front of us. Completely unnecessary, but it allowed him to get to the sideline in what I think was enough for a first down. But with multiple flags on the field, much no surprise the way this first half has been. You see what, what two penalties they come up with now. So here's the signal. Roughing the passer against the Lakers. And they're going to pick up the block in the back. Well, now Congress is back in session. This, this one's back in committee. So, mind you, that was it. From the 42-yard line in Bannock's own territory, and then you get down to the 23-yard line of Lakers. Of 35 yard lines or 35 yards to go, and looks like Evan Shank would have gotten it aside from the penalties. So, since there was a block in the back against Bad Axe, they have not called that one yet. Plus, the roughing the passer, those should offset replay Just the down. I was going to say, offset and reset the down, but uh, they're still discussing that too. <laughs> Gotta love field mics here. So, here we go from the signal. So, it's going to be a holding on the defense plus a roughing the passer 
I, I, so now I believe he. Po- so what happened here? I believe he pointed the wrong way. The hold, I think so too. The hold is the hold is on the offense. The the roughing the passers on the defense. The difference is five yards. They're going to give him five yards, right? The ten yes. offsets, yep. the extra five for the personal foul gives. So Badex gets five yards on the play and replay the down. So instead of the forty-two yard line, they push it out to the forty-seven yard line. So that math does check out, Dave Hansen. So 35 seconds left in this first half. So, Lakers 14, Bad X 7. So typically if you watch play, uh, you watch football on Sundays, they simply just wash out and you replay the down. But here, one's a 15-yard penalty, one is a 10-yard penalty. They take the difference. Bad X gained five yards, and we will replay the down anyways. But uh, I don't know if Bad X is going to get away with a screen pass this time, but, man, it was a perfect play call and really well executed by Bad X. But Lakers uh, defense here, it's third down and a mile. You can't give up a big play like that again. But now, David, it's, it's third down and manageable, third down and 27. As now we have whistles. And Lakers is now questioning whether this should be fourth down. This oh, it should be replay, the, replay down. the down on the third down. You can't lose a down on, a, on this type of on offsetting so the, penalties. The bill has gone back to committee for the third time. I think one of the officials is Googling it right now, actually. All right, back to the action. Third down, 27 for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Right to left cross your radio. Receiver wide each way, Jake McPhee, as well as Drayden Robaz. In the pocket. Pocket holds, now rolling to his right. Keaton Brown looking to throw downfield. He does. Is brought in by Evan Shank at the, tw- the 37-yard line, well short of that first down marker. Brought down by Jay Sears. We have a timeout called by Bad Axe. That's their third and final timeout of this first half with 27 seconds left in the first half. Dave? So you're looking at it from the 37-yard line. You're looking at a 54-yard field goal. That's out of the question, especially into the wind. But fourth down, 13, you got nothing to lose. Uh, why not? There's only 27 seconds left in the half. So e- even if you run a play, throw it downfield, chances are there'll be roughly 12 seconds, 13 seconds or less on the clock. Not really enough time for Lakers to run it down the field. So avoiding a turnover here, I, I think there's plenty of time for the Bad Axe offense to run a play, see if they can get a mismatch down the field, preferably with Jake McPhee on a jump ball. If it's double teamed, then it's not there. Evan Shank and Griffin Meinhold are very capable guys. I would like to see run a crossing route, see if they can create a little chaos, get open. If, it's, if the deep ball's not there, one of those crossing routes can get you a first down. They stop the clock to move the chains. You can get under center and stop the ball with a, with a spike and then bring out your field goal team. Plenty of options here for Bad X. No problem with that timeout and taking a, setting up a play that they might set them up for three or more points here yet. Lakers 14, Bad X 7, 27 seconds before the half is over. One possession ball game. Lakers came out and was leading 14-0 before Bad X got on the board. Maddox's first two drives resulted in punts, both five plays long. Lakers' first two drives resulted in scores. Then Badax got on the board, 14-7. Lakers then throws an interception with 2.30 left in this first half. Badax started at the Laker 45-yard line. Then they're pushed all the way back to about the 37-yard line in their own territory due to some losses and penalties. Now they're facing a fourth down, 13 to go from the Laker 36-yard line. First down markers at the 23. The Lakers on defense is already on the field. Bad X breaks the huddle after their third and final timeout of this first half. Sticking to the double wing and a tight end to the left, basically in the slot receiver position. Keaton Brown in shotgun. Griffin Meinhold rolling to his right. 
Nathan Pulaski in the backfield as well. He's in trouble. Breaks out of one tackle, looking downfield to throw. This one is overthrown, and we have a Jake McPhee was pushed out of bounds at the 20-yard line. No penalty called, and no flags as well. Ethan Wisner is saying that was an uncatchable ball, and so this is <laughs> you can't catch it if you get pushed in the back. And so this will result in a turnover on downs, giving the ball back to Lakers with 19 seconds left in the half. Jake McPhee obviously doesn't go doesn't go to drama class or anything. He's got to you know put on a little bigger show there. He's a pretty big guy. <laughs> he, he takes that push too well. It doesn't look as obvious as it was. But uh, again, Keaton Brown under pressure again, uh, rolls out of the pocket. I thought he was going to get sacked, but trust his speed to rotate around and actually throw it downfield to give his receiver a chance. It was definitely down that sideline where it would have been a phenomenal catch, but uh, we have more controversy <laughs> out here. What is going on? The, the, the crew, the officiating crew put the ball down at the 27-yard line despite the incomplete pass. And so now they need to guess where the line of scrimmage was, which was at the, what, 37-yard line, if my memory serves me correct. 36-yard line, somewhere in there, 36-yard line. So now they shift the ball back up to the 36-yard line. So after the turnover on downs, Lakers back on offense. 14-7, Lakers leading. First and 10 for the green and white in their own territory, the 37. 36, excuse me. Maddox held the ball for just 2 minutes and 11 seconds. One first down, one for three on third down, 0 for one on fourth. Two receivers to the right, two to the left. Connor McCain at quarterback has Ethan Wisner off his left hip. 19 seconds remain in the first half. 14-7, Lakers lead by seven points. Direct snap to Ethan Wisner instead, though. Excuse me, that is a Connor McCain keeper, and he goes out for no gain in the play, maybe even a loss of a yard. They're going to say Ford Progress has him brought down at the 36-yard line. Tackle made by Maddox's Jordan Booms. And we are going to let the clock run out, and we've reached halftime. After 24 minutes of play, Lakers leads by one lone score. Lakers 14, Bad X 7 on the WLW Sports Network. When we return, we'll have your halftime performance from the Laker Marching Band right here on Sports Radio 1021 and live worldwide at WLWSports.com. Lakers 14, Bad X 7 at the half. At halftime, Bennex trails the Lakers. 14 to 7. Bennex with 113 yards on offense. Lakers with 115 yards of offense. Just two yards separate the teams. Bennex has actually ran five more plays on offense. 24 versus Lakers 19. Now we listen in to the Laker marching band on the field here in Laker country. It's halftime. Lakers 14, Bennex 7. And we listen in.
In 2016, Disney Studios produced the animated film Zootopia. Officer Judy Hopps became, becomes the first bunny on the police force with the motto, Try Everything. another animated film called The Jungle Book in 1967 and in 2016 created the live-action movie We All Fell in Love with Baloo in the Bare Necessities.
listening to WFW Sports Network's presentation of the halftime performance from the Laker Marching Band. It's time for a short break. When we return in a minute and a half, we'll have your halftime stats and a one-possession ballgame. Lakers 14, Bad Axe 7 after two chords of play right here on the WLW Sports Network. Twenty-four minutes of play. It is a one-possession ball game. Lakers fourteen, Badak seven. Dave Hanson, how we tell us how we got to this score? Final score after the first half. The first score of the game was a Lakers touchdown pass on the last play of the first quarter. Ethan Wisner hits Tyson Steinman on an eleven-yard throw and catch. Sears tacked on the extra point at the end of the first quarter. Lakers would lead seven nothing. Lakers would then score a second time. This time on a Wisner forty-yard touchdown run. Sears would tack on the extra point. Seven and a half minutes to go. Lakers in commanding fashion of fourteen nothing. But the hatchet would respond. A Meinhold four-yard touchdown run followed by his own extra point would lead us to a halftime score of Lakers 14, Badax 7. Badax with 113 yards on 24 plays. Lakers with 115 yards on 19 plays. Lakers averaging 6.1 yards per play. Badax at 4.7. Badax rushed the ball 15 times for 48 yards and one score. Lakers 16 carries for 104 yards and one score as well, averaging 6.5 and 3.2. Lakers versus Badax. Through the air, Badax 5 of 9 for 65 yards. Lakers 1 for 3 and 1 interception for 11 yards and 1 score. Leading the rushing attack for the Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers, no surprise here at all. Ethan Wisner, 10 carries, 84 yards and a score. Connor McCain, 4 carries, 15 yards. Michael Good, 2 carries for 5 yards. And like you say, we knew Ethan Wisner was going to be the main ball carrier, the guy to stop. Um, he, he's got a touchdown pass. He's, he's got 10 carries, 84 yards. His team's up a touchdown. Uh, things are going the right direction for Lakers. Badax found a little late momentum there on one series, but the other three really didn't go so well. On the Badax hatchets, Griffin Meinhold leads the way in the rushing for six carries, 35 yards in the score. Keaton Brown, four carries for nine yards. Nathan Blasky, three carries for three yards. And Evan Shank, two carries for one yard. Keaton Brown through the air, five and nine, 65 yards. Evan Shank, three receptions for 43 yards. Jake McPhee, one reception, 18 yards. And Griffin Meinhold, one reception for four yards. It's time for one more short break. We'll return in just a second. And we're back just like that. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, Dan Benke, and Kendall Anthos with your call tonight from Laker Country. Are Dave you Hansen? sure? Are you sure? I, I'm not sure. I, frankly, I'm not <laughs> sure at all, actually. So Dave Hanson, while well, we keep going through the stats here, Tyson Steinman, the only lone reception for the Lakers through the air for 11 yards. 
It did go for a touchdown, though, so it was it was an important catch for, for Lakers. But, you know, Lakers dominated this game early. You know, a lot of yards by Ethan Wisner leading the way. Connor McCain had a couple early runs. He's gone quiet lately. They tried attacking the outside. Michael Good really didn't have any luck. On the other side of the ball, Griffin Meinholz had some success on the ground. Otherwise, any of their plays have come with Keaton Brown throwing the ball down the field, creating time with his legs and delivering the ball downfield and run after the catch has worked well for Bad X. Interested to see if they allow a few more passes to happen on earlier downs and a little less dependent on that run game and allow that passing game to take advantage of a secondary that really hasn't had an answer. We do apologize for our technical difficulties there in the first half, but we are back on air for the second half as both teams starting to stretch things out. Bad X with 113 yards, Lakers with 115 yards. Ethan Wisner leads with 10 carries for 84 yards for the Lakers. Griffin Meinhold, 6 carries for 35 yards and a score. Both Wisner and Meinhold each with one score. Keaton Brown through the air, though, making the biggest difference, I think, for Badax. 5 of 9 in passing for 65 yards, averaging 13 yards per catch, completing 56% of his passes. Yeah, and that's been key for Badax because they've had four drives in this game, and one of them really moved the ball well, scored a touchdown, and it come because Keaton Brown had some big completions on that drive, and the biggest benefactor tonight hasn't been the two guys we talked about. McPhee with one catch, Griffin Meinhold one catch. It's been Evan Shank catching all three of his targets for 43 yards, putting them in good field position, allowing Griffin Meinhold to follow up one of his bigger catches with a touchdown run. So what are we going to see here in the second half, Dave Hanson? I hope you see more passing out of Bad X, okay, and especially on early downs, not on third down and 12 when you know it's coming. On first down, run play action more. Do it on second down and seven. Throw the ball. Allow your team to roll out of the pocket and create plays through the passing game and run the ball secondary. On the other side of the football, just feed the beast. Give Ethan Wisner the football. Yeah, he's carried the ball 63% of the time. Continue to do so. Um, when you start letting him, throwing him, throw the ball, he threw the ball to the other team once already. Like That's something you want to mix in occasionally or let Connor McCain throw the football. But get him back running the football. Get that momentum going on your side. And occasionally it doesn't hurt either. Call play action on first down. Break up that pass rush, that run defense that Bad Axe has thrown at him in the second quarter and really slowed down this offense. So, Lakers won the toss, elected to defer to the second half. So they will be receiving the kick from Griffin Meinhold and the Hatches to start this third quarter with a one-possession lead in favor of the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers. Lakers 14, Badax 7. After 24 minutes of play, 24 minutes to go. Let's take a look at other area scores going on across the region with Capital City Airport forever. Michigan, Michigan State fans out there, I apologize and feel bad for you. Cass City leads Marlette 28-20. Last we heard in the third quarter, or excuse me, second quarter. Ubley leading Sandusky at half, 35-0 in Ubley. Harbor Beach, for their homecoming, leads Memphis 46-0. It was 26-0 at the half. And then in eight-player football, Akron Fairgrove, last we heard, uh, was leading 14-0 over North Huron. Now it is 21-21 at halftime between Akron Fairgrove and North Huron. Ken Lanthus, Dan Banky, and Dave Hanson keeping scattered scores of those other area games going on across the entire region. We're trying to keep those full. We try to keep up with those other games. Yes, you just ripped the entire sheet there, Dave. Yeah, there, I mean, was, there was a whole bunch of sheets there, man. That looked like... He started to look like Paul P. Adams during the media round table there in anger, ripping yeah. those papers away there. Ah, man. Yeah. You hang out with him enough, I guess, you start to uh, start to catch on to those habits, right? <laughs> well, folks, we are here in Laker country. Beautiful view of the 70 yards of the field that we can see here, as always. 14 to 7. It's a great field, great atmosphere. 
I actually do love this booth. Normally the windows come out of the windows. Tonight with the north wind facing right into us, we decided to keep them out. Or keep them in, I should say. And with the little scene that we had to put in for our camera and our, our microphones outside, taped it shut with some gaff tape. I appreciate that because it would be right into my chest. I man. might have a future as a uh, insulator. So, I would st- just stick with your day job. Yeah, I think just so, too. Right. Bad Axe will be kicking off by the foot of number 24, Drayden Robaz. And it comes into the 20-yard line with a Willie Mays catch there by Michael Good backwards at the 20-yard line. Cuts to the near sideline and finally brought down to the 28-yard line for an 8-yard return. Tackle made by Jake McPhee as well as Bad Axe's Cal Isinger. First and 10 for the green-white Lakers from their own 28-yard line. Yeah, nice, nice kick there. Very little return. Michael Good tries to reverse field, and uh, good coverage by the special team of Badak. So, fourteen to seven was your halftime score. The home team Lakers has the lead, has the football to start this second half, and they, they lost momentum there in the second quarter. No questions asked. Badak took it back from them, so we'll see if they can get back in control of this game and extend their lead to a very comfortable level. As Lakers typically does the triple person shift. So did our broadcaster here doing a triple shift to the right side to see the field. Connor McCain looks at the sideline, gets the new play call in from head coach Dave Lavasser, and it's going to be a direct snap to Ethan Wisner instead. Across the 30, leaps over defender and finally brought down to the 36-yard line. That's going to be an eight-yard gain. Tackle made by number 40, Jake McPhee for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Eight-yard gain, second down and two upcoming. You know, if you're a defensive back, in this case, Keaton Brown, I have no problem with you trying to go low on Ethan Ethan Wisner because there's no way you're going to run with him at that same size and speed and knock him down. Ethan Wisner is that that athletic. Leaps right over Keaton Brown's leg tackle to turn that into an eight-yard gain. Connor McCain gets the snap, and he dives in, finds a gap, and finds the first down in tow all the way out to the 40-yard line for a four-yard gain. Tackle made by Badax's Alex Andrich, outside linebacker, and just a junior. First and 10 for the Lakers at their own 40-yard line, marching left to right across your radio. I like this start for the home team. Get back to your power football game. Get back to what you do best, and that's win in the trenches and allow your backs to follow those big offensive lineman through the hole let them create the gaps for you and be satisfied with three and four yard runs they will turn into first down after first down and wear down the defense so far two plays and a first down for lakers jace sears wide right about three steps off of the sideline lakers going to double shift wingbacks inside of the tight ends and a direct snap to ethan wisner and he rumbles out to about the 43 yard line brought down by jake mcphee after a three yard gain second down and seven upcoming for the lakers 10 45 and counting here in the third quarter lakers 14 bad act seven if you really watch lakers when that ball is about to be snapped you can tell at the last second whether it's gonna be a run or a pass based on what ethan wisner's doing because you can see him lean forward when that snap's coming and you know right away he's getting just that slight edge of a head start to run the football you don't see him lean forward there's a good chance we're seeing play action pass triple shift from the right to the left now as michael good to the left of Connor McCain is a pitch out to Michael Good and Badax saw that one from the get-go as actually coming out of the secondary, Keaton Brown brings him down for a yard loss back to the 42-yard line as Badax reacted to that swing and overload to the left side. And you see a lot of our local teams do that. They, they take their quarterback, put him at that deep safety spot, and it, as a quarterback playing safety, you read the play like your quarterback. What would you do? And you can see those tendencies by the quarterback. When that ball is snapped, and as soon as the, he turns to his left to pitch, 
Keaton Brown breaks through and guts, cuts right that play down before it has any chances. He takes back the cut lane, and as soon as the running back cuts into that gap, number 11 there, Keaton Brown is there to chop him down for no gain. And now an ever-critical third down, eight yards to go for the Lakers at their own 42-yard line. Nine and a half left in the third quarter. Two wide each way. Back to pass, Connor McCain throws downfield. Jace Sears is, brought it in. They're going to say, was that caught? And they're going to say, we're going to mark him down right at midfield, just shy of the... Now they're going to say on the other side of the 50 and move the chains, a nine-yard pickup, and the completion to Jace Sears when they needed eight for the first down. Yeah, well, if we're going to throw the football, I have no problem with Brent, with uh, Ethan Wisner do that, but Connor McCain is your quarterback. Let him throw the football, and you see a slant there. Sears makes a good move to create that separation to the middle of the field, that nice slant to the middle. Easy throw and catch from McCain. McCain actually underthrows it. That ball may have been incomplete. It was that low, but the receiver on the other end was wide open. That's a throw that you have to make at this level, and it's a first down for Lakers. McCain gets a lead block from Ethan Wisner on the direct snap and a quarterback keeper around the left side and he's still on his feet pushed out of bounds inside of the 40 looks like they're going to say he ran out of bounds at the 41 actually pushed out of bounds by bad or lakers number excuse me bad is number seven griffin meinhold out of the secondary gain of eight on the play second down two to go good run there by mccain that's direct snap he fouls wisner wisner picks up the gap there's nothing there mccain sees the outside showcases that speed and it's an angle to the first down marker it's an easy eight on the play second down short now for the home team second down two and it's a direct snap to ethan wisner and we have flags flying it's gonna be disco night late now as a false start goes against the lakers pushing them back from a second and two to a second and seven from the 41 out back to the 46-yard line. So another self-inflicted wound for the Lakers here now. I do believe that is eight penalties for 60 yards. And that's just surprisingly two more penalties than Bad Axe Hatchets. Between the two teams, 14 yellow flags tonight for a total of 110 yards between yeah. the two squads. Yeah, the, uh, the striped shirts have, have definitely been impacting this game early and often well, those are legit calls though a lot of them been legit but there are maybe one or two questionable, questionable. ones but uh there's been enough there's been enough false start and encroachment penalties where those were plain simple <laughs> pretty easy so lakers looks at the sideline now facing a second down and seven from the banax 46 yard line receiver wide and to the right jay sears man in motion double wing back to the right and it's going to be a direct snap to Ethan Wisner. He has his lowers his shoulder. He has the first down. And it takes two blue jerseys at the 35-yard line to finally bring him down. And they're going to mark down forward progress out to the 33-yard line. Tackle made by Alex Andrith, Andrith as well as number 12, Evan Schenk. Move the chains for Ethan Wisner and the Lakers. Ethan Wisner is so patient, takes that snap, and doesn't isn't afraid to hesitate a little bit and watch the play develop in front of him and then turn on some speed for a big guy. He's got a good first step, and when he gets moving, he's hard to bring down. It's 15 and 12. Found Ethan out on that Wisner play. gets the direct snap this time to the right side. He's across the 25, cuts back in at the 20, and is finally brought down to the 19-yard line, but flags fly well away as there is an absolute wrestling match going on between Jake McPhee and Luke Braun well away from the play, back of the 30-yard line. Yeah, and I think that's because that's that's where those flags come in. Luke Brown, hold, Brown, Braun, Braun, excuse me, there you holding go. Jake McPhee heavily throughout that play. This is coming back. And that is a hold against the Lakers from the 30-yard line, so mark off 10 yards from there. So realistically, it'll be about an 8-yard loss from the original line of scrimmage at the 32. So now Lakers will be pushed back to the Bad 40-yard line. First down, 18 to go for the green and white. Yeah, that was a pretty easy one. Yeah, you can call it a wrestling match. You can call it whatever you want, but that, <laughs> that is somebody making sure that Jake McPhee does not, does not impact that play whatsoever. I call that a... Uh, 
On the Richter scale, about a 3.0, actually, between those two hitting the ground. So now Lakers first and 18 to go from the Banax 40-yard line. Lakers 14, Banax 7 with 7.58 left in the third quarter. Greater than West Championship on the line. Whoever wins this one goes home with the trophy. Receiver wide to the right, and it's a direct snap to Ethan Wisner. Cuts back in, and he goes head-to-head with Hayden Miles, and Miles brings him down after just a two-yard gain out to the 38-yard line. So his second down... And still a ways to go. Looks like it's six, second down, 16, maybe even 17 to go. Nothing there for e- for a Brendan Brendan Wisner. Wow, dating Brennan myself Wisner. Now. Ethan wow. Wisner. Yeah, Ethan Wisner. Second that tells you how long we've been doing this. He's on, Brendan Wisner's on the sidelines yes. as a coach now. Yes, yes. Father's still in the booth as well. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Ethan Wisner, excuse me there. No, just nowhere to go. He takes that patient run, slides to his right a little bit, nothing there, and Hayden Miles sheds that offensive tackle and is able to get down there and knock him down after a very short game. Connor McCain gets the snap. He spins his way out his first tackle, and he's finally going to be forward progress, stopped just inside the 30-yard line, and he all marches himself down to the 29 before said and done. That's a gain of nine on the play. Tackle made by Badax's Keaton Brown. The last safety valve for the Badax hatchets, but now a third down, eight to go. Actually, seven to go, according to the spot of the 29 of Badax, as Lakers leads by seven. Connor McGain just kept spinning around and moving forward. A lot of poor tackling there by the hatchets. That could have should have been a four or five-yard gain at the most, but turned into nine, and all of a sudden now in four-down territory, it's third down and eight, third which is... Perfectly fine for what this Lakers offense wants to do. No need to panic. They don't even have to throw it here if they don't want to. The running game's been doing just fine. Triple shift to the right side. Jay Sears also to the right. Connor McCain in the backfield by himself. Quarterback keeper bounces off one tackle, and he's finally is chased down and brought down to the 27-yard line for just a two-yard gain. McCain. Tackle made by Evan Schenk as well as 24 Drayden Romas for the Bad Axe defense. Fourth down and mid-range. Fourth down, six to go for the green-white. Good pursuit there by the Bad Axe defense, swarming to the football as McCain sheds a tackler. There's another blue jersey there keeping him, forcing him to the sideline. A short game, fourth down now and medium to go. It's obviously go time for Lakers. They are going to try their best to go for it here. Could do pass. You can still run the ball in this scenario. Your running game has been good enough, but uh, we'll see what they do with three receivers on the play, two to the left, one to the right. Man in motion. That's Tyson's time to the near side. Counter McCain gets the quarterback snap and it's a pass out to Michael Good and it's brought in at the 20 and he gets all the way out to the 16 yard line converts on fourth down and six tackle made by Keaton Brown in the secondary move the chains a fourth down converted for Lakers continues the drive now inside the red zone Michael Good is just big enough lanky enough where the coverage by Keaton Brown was good step for step but when he plants and cuts that ball is thrown out in front of him where only he can get it in those long arms he's able to reach out and haul in that quick slant and get just enough for a first down nice throw and catch by the Lakers first and 10 from the 17 yard line handoff to strike snap to Ethan Wisner and the blue jerseys swarmed him immediately he still gets out for two yards tripped up by Jake McPhee for the Bad Axe defense that's at least seven tackles for him tonight Keaton Brown with four tackles one tackle for a loss as well gain of two maybe three second down seven from the 14 yard line yeah he's done a much better job of getting up to the line of scrimmage and making those types of plays and cutting down guys like Wisner only allowing one to two yard gains second down seven splitting the hash marks far right side of your radio are the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers knocking on the door with a 14-7 lead Ethan Wisner gets the direct snap he's trying breaks out his first tackle and then three new infantry come in to stop him in his tracks 
Evan Schenk on the stop for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Third down and long, third down and six upcoming for the Lakers. It's key for Bad Axe. If you're going to stop this this Ethan Wisner power game, you're going to need multiple defenders getting to the football. That time Evan Shank's able to stop the momentum. You see guys like Alex Andrich come in there, Keaton Brown. Multiple different guys come in to make sure there's no yards after contact. And now here we are again, third down. Six, maybe seven yards to go for Lakers, certainly in four-down territory. Lakers drive started to start this third quarter. It's now ongoing eight minutes. A pitch out to Ethan Wisner to the left side. Tries to find the edge. He's bounced backwards, and Jake McPhee can't bring him down as well, but flags fly all over the place. One in the backfield and then one on the tackle as well. This could be a face mask against Jake McPhee in and unintentionally. Could be a hold against the Lakers, and more than likely a hold against Tyson Steinman for the Lakers. Absolutely. Uh, Dan, you called that right. Steinman's definitely going to get called for a hold, but the second flag came out a few seconds later. Uh, we'll see if they're both, they saw the same thing or if there were two different penalties here again. And I do believe this time, if they're if they're offsetting penalties, they're going to add the yardage together, Dave, this time. <laughs> so it's going to be a hold against the Lakers. This will push them back, and that's the only flag on the play. So they were all on that hold, so this is going to push them back 10 yards. So instead of a third down and six, it's going to, for the spot of the foul, well, pick your Pick your flag out there where that flag was. Looks like about the 13, maybe the 12-yard line. So they're going to push them back to the 22-yard line. Third down in a ways to go. Third down in roughly 16. First down marker just the other side of the 7-yard line. Yeah, penalties are a killer. They were already looking at fourth down and, and maybe six or seven to go, but uh, they want to back them up, take that penalty yardage. At third down and along, they're saying 16, maybe 17 to go. So still, again, a chance now. I, I think I would have declined the penalty and forced that fourth down and six, maybe seven to go. But Lakers will get, again, two opportunities now to get 16 yards and a chance for a first down. So Connor McCain and the Lakers look to the sideline to Dave Lavaster, head coach for this program for two years now. Connor McCain, Ethan Wisner in the backfield. Wisner off of McCain's right hip, now actually a step behind him and to the right. Snap to McCain, looks back to pass, throws downfield to Jay Sears into the end zone. This one's overthrowing and falls incomplete. No flag on the play as that one was just straight up overthrowing. Falls incomplete. Ethan Wisner still calling for the flag. I don't think it's going to work by this point. Now fourth down and 16 to go. It was a little bit at the end. Logan Miles gets a little hand on him, but so by that point it was three yards over him. The throw, right? The throw was not on point, right? He throws it into the corner of the end zone, and you see Sears come to the middle of the field and then realize the ball's to the outside and change directions. Uh, they were not on the same page. That ball's going to fall harmlessly to the ground as they go one on one. Chance to catch that football. Again, not on the same page, and I, I think no call there is the right call. That ball is going to fall incomplete. Now it's fourth down, 16. The Laker offense stays on the field. Ball's on the 22-yard line of Bad Axe. Jace Sears wide right. Everyone else tight inside, and we have a whistle, and this is going to be a false start against the Lakers. So adding worse matters to themselves pushes them back another five yards. So it's going to be a fourth down in 21, the fifth false start on the Lakers tonight. Self-inflicted wounds. We, we knew this could happen, but and this is obviously way worse than we thought for both teams with the amount of penalties we've seen tonight. But Lakers stunting themselves on this drive. A chance to score, extend their lead, and what, three penalties in the last couple minutes here. Now you got a fourth down and forever to go. Bad X, if Bad X, Bad X has got to believe that a pass play is coming. Keep it in front of you. McCain looking down to the throw, same play. Jay Sears inside the end zone, hits him at the three-yard line. Touchdown, Lakers. 
Jay Sears scores from 27 yards out on the catch from Connor McCain. Hit him in stride and tack on another six points onto the board. It's now a two-possession lead for the Lakers, leading 20-7 with 3.19 left in the third with a PAT on the way, but we have a flag in the end zone. That's probably a, a unsportsmanlike celebration-style penalty, but I'm still shaking my head. It's fourth down and forever to go, and you leave uh, your young corner, your underclassman corner, one-on-one with their fastest receiver on back-to-back plays. You got away with it the first time. They go right back to it because what else are you going to do? I, I don't know where your safety is to help them out because there was one route on that play. It was drop back and throw it to that guy. It was one-on-one. I don't understand why because you're not going to get beat on a fourth down and 20-plus run play. Uh, too easy for Lakers. you got to take advantage of those mistakes, and that's well played there as they get a touchdown. Sears with a great catch and throw from McCain. As a personal foul, unsportsmanlike conduct, I do believe on Ethan Wisner. So this is going to push him back 15 yards. It was a fourth and 21 that the Jay Sears brings in that catch for how many yards? 27 yards. His second reception of the night for 36 total and a score now. Lakers 20, Badax 7, 13-point lead for the Green and White as they're marching off 15-yard penalty against the Lakers. That is 12 penalties on the Green and White this evening for a total of, I do believe, 85 yards. Yeah, it was a great throw and catch. Take nothing away from McCain and Sears on that throw and catch. They were on the same page. The throw was perfect. I just question, where's the double team? And now an NFL-style PAT here from the and it's a high snap and going is way over. And this play is going to be dead as the PAT no good. That one was, well, as Doug Cole says, it looks like Michigan State out there. So it is Lakers 20, Bad Axe 7 with 3.19 left in the third quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network. remains in the third quarter. Lakers text on their third score of the night, converting on a fourth down. Fourth and about 20, 21. 21, yes. As Connor McCain connects with Jay Sears for the 27-yard strike. 15 plays, 8 minutes and 41 seconds off the clock. Four first downs, one for three on third down, but two for two on fourth downs. As the kick bounces out of bounds of the 20-yard line, so Banks will start this drive at their own 35-yard line. A 65-yard field in front of them. Trailing by 13 points, the PAT was a bad snap, had no chance from the get-go. So it's it's still a two-possession lead for the Lakers, but 13 points, 20-7. to seven. Yeah, and this game is all of a sudden should be a lot closer than what it was. Fourth down and 21, the last thing you can do is allow a defender to get behind you one-on-one coverage and beat you, let alone for a first down, but for a touchdown. The Lakers takes advantage of the situation. Panax, I'm not sure how you let that happen, but instead of being down one score with the ball, now you're down two scores, making this drive now way more important than it was. Got to score here to get back into this game because Lakers took a lot of time off the clock on that last drive. Receiver wide each way, Jake McPhee to the left. Keaton Brown in the backfield by himself. Wing backs either side, now man in motion. Griffin Meinhold to the right. Quick screen pass to Jake McPhee, and this one was a bounce throw to second base. This one's incomplete, and it's now a second down and 10 from the 35. 
it rushed it a little bit short arm. Like, you know the pressure's coming, but if you're going to give eight, nine yards of soft coverage on Jake McPhee, it's just drop back and throw it to him. And if you get it to him quick enough, he can turn and look at that defensive pack and figure out which way he's going to beat him. Jake McPhee is that type of advantage guy. You get him the ball in space and let him make something happen. But uh, when you get rid of the ball that quick, you short arm a little bit, come up a full five yard short, bounce harmlessly into uh, McPhee's hands, incomplete. Second down and 10, double wing, high and tight, everyone for the Hatchets. It's a pitch to Griffin Meinhold, finds the left gap, and he breaks out of his first tackle, but Ethan Wisner tracks him down, early whistle there as he's still on his feet. No gain on the play, third down and 10, still from the 35, trailing 20 to seven to the Lakers. Yeah, the whistle might've been early, but uh, he, Wisner wasn't missing that <laughs> tackle. Was gonna he, happen was, there. he was tackled for sure, it wasn't going anywhere. And, just like that, we just need to respond. Here we are with two plays, no nothing to show for it. Third down and long, third down 10 for Bad X. Dave, for three weeks I've been telling myself I need to get a new pen, and I still have not. I'm running out of ink. <laughs> That's impressive that you run right impressive. down to the end. Normally I lose it before this happens. Oh, with my chapstick. I think we all do. Absolutely. <laughs> and just like that, Dan Bengi pulls out a pen out of his pocket. True spotter there. Keaton Brown, third down and 10, out of the shotgun, rolling to his right, looking to pass. He has Griffin Meinhold brought in, and he pushes the ball out, and they're going to say he stepped out of bounds way back at the 43-yard line. That is a bad spot, and I can see that from 40 yards away. But it's going to be short of the first down conversion and a fourth down and two upcoming. And Keaton, Keaton Brown just makes it look effortless, though, doesn't it? I mean, rolls out to his right. Just It looks like he's going to dump it off, and on the run, just a, a soft flick of the wrist, and the ball's 10 yards down the field before you know it. He hits Eight Griffin Meinhold down there on the side. You see him get up the sideline and extend way across that first down marker. So I, I said I, I saw the same thing. I thought it was much closer to the first down marker. They mark him a full two, maybe two and a half yards short, and uh, decision time here for, for Bedex. Looks like Badex is going for it. They trail by two possessions. Badex, or Lakers took a huge chunk of time off the clock, 8.41 in their first drive. This is Badex's first drive of the second half. Keaton Brown with a man to his right, running back to his left, and he's going to be quarterback keeper, and Connor McCain somehow snuck between the tackles and brought him down immediately and spins him to the ground for a five-yard loss, and it's going to be a turnover on downs back of the 39-yard line. Not the start Baddock's was looking for for the second half. Now a night turn it over, and Lakers has a short field in front of him with an already a two-score lead. Uh, disaster now for the road team. Baddock's Lakers offense comes on the field, all momentum on their side. And we have whistles, and we have a down player. It's like a twisted angle for James McCardle. McCardle. Key big cog for that offensive unit for the Lakers to run behind. And so we have a timeout here. And we'll return in 30 seconds. It is Banax 7, Lakers 20, with a minute 40 left in the third quarter. First and 10 for the Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers after a four and out turnover on downs for the Bad Axe to start this second half. Bad Axe drive just a minute 39. Four plays, 0 for 1 on third down, 0 for 1 on fourth down as Keaton Brown was brought down in the backfield. And so now Lakers on the field, short field, 40 yards in front of them before a score. And now number 74, James McCardle finally up 
and it's gonna be hobbling off. Looks like a some sort of left ankle sprain. Working on his knee as well. The Eli Caban, Scott Ryder from Sure Health on the spot. Minute 40 left in the third quarter. Thank you. <laughs> Someone in my ear, are you sure? Okay, <laughs> that's enough. Lakers 20, Cass, or, Lakers 20, Badax 7. As Lakers back on the field, as James McCarl is going to be worked out on the sideline. Jay Sears wide right, working off the left hash, right side of the radio from the Badax 40 yard line to start this drive. Yeah, Jay Sears has been on an island out here for quite a bit in this game. Simply been a decoy until the last series when they went back to him, back-to-back -back passes. They were off. We're not on the same page the first time, but the second time they made Bad Axe defense pay with a big touchdown. Ethan Wisner gets the direct snap, and he gets out to the 39-yard line, but flags fly from the far sideline. Must have been something pretty obvious. And they say one-yard gain, and now we this will be the 12th, if not the 13th penalty on the Lakers tonight. Holding against the Lakers. And is now 95 yards and 13 penalties for the green and white. So march off 10 yards from the spot of the foul, which was at the 39-yard line. And so now they will spot this ball at the 49, 50-yard line. 49 of Lakers. <laughs> So a 12-yard hold penalty in the green and white. First and 10 from Lakers' own territory, their own 49. Well, you should have just left it at the 49, and you'd have been right, Clark. Yeah, I don't know why you second-guess yourself like that. <laughs> Minute 34 left in the, first, the third quarter. Lakers 20, Badax 7. 212 yards for Lakers, 116 for Badax. That was within five yards of each other at halftime. Wisner has 113 of those 212 yards for Lakers. On 16 carries, averaging 7.1 per play. Connor McCain looking downfield to pass to Jay Sears, and this one is little underthrown, and that is good defense as he was able to look down the field, and there is there's the flag. As now the official, the back judge, is doing the Statue of Liberty. Tossing the flag and holding her arm up like she just shot a three-pointer. Well... Logan, Logan, Logan Miles waved to the sideline of Lakers right away because McCain's shoulder, he's been dealing with a bum shoulder, and it sure looks like... Pass interference on the defense. Wow. Pass interference. That is as late of a pass interference call as you're going to find, and I thought Logan Miles, he, he's looking at the ball. He comes around the offensive player. Matter of fact, makes a better play on the ball than Sears did. That, that's, that is as hot defenses you're going to find in the secondary. Uh, I completely disagree with that call, and I did completely. I do not like the fact that it was seven or eight seconds after the play was done. That play could have finished. Doug Cole could have gone to dinner at the Pigeon Inn, come back, and the flag would have finally flown. First and 11 from the 41 now. In high school, it is not an automatic first down. It's just the yardage from the original line of scrimmage. So they march off 10 yards back to the 41-yard line of Badax. Jay Sears wide right, Logan Miles still on him. Everyone else high and tight inside, man motion to the far left side. And Connor McCain gets the handoff, and he's going to be ripped down by Jake McPhee with authority back at the 40-yard line for just a gain of a yard. And Jake McPhee, a lot of aggression behind that tackle. Uh, man, when, when he's motivated, there, there isn't too many linebackers that are better than him, and, and you're seeing him play on the line of scrimmage, get to the hole, figure out who's got the ball, and take him down with authority. That energizes his defense. That was a great tackle at the line of scrimmage. No gain from McCain. 
So Lakers looking to the sidelines, now facing a second out and 10 from the 40-yard line as James McCarroll replaced by Wyatt Schulte, the junior lineman for Lakers. Do a pre-snap, nothing there. So now they look to the sideline, looking to David Vasquez as well as David Snyder for the signal. Lakers has two receivers now to the right as uh, they put number 12, Michael, Michael Good. Good, in the slot one-on-one -on -one with Keaton Brown. And it's going to be quarterback keeper to the other side. Connor McCain breaks out of one tackle, and he's finally upended by Evan Schenk at the 35-yard line for a five-yard gain. So that's a third down and much more. Was that? Evan third down, five yards to go for the Lakers at the Bannock's 35-yard line. 15 seconds left here in the third quarter, and they'll let this play clock come down to zero. And after three quarters of play, Lakers leads by 13 points. Lakers 20, Bannock 7 after three quarters and 36 minutes. Right here on the WLW Sports Network. Twelve minutes are on the board in regulation remaining. It is Lakers 20, Bannock 7. As that third quarter saw just three total drives, Lakers comes out of the half and scores after eight minutes and 41 seconds. Bannock's on a four and out turnover on downs. Now Lakers back in offense, facing a third down and five from the Bannock's 35-yard line right to left across your radio now. James McArdle back into the ball game, went down with an apparent knee injury just a few moments ago. Ethan Wisner gets a direct snap, finds a seam, and he's dragging his defenders. He's going to be shy of the first time. Ball came loose at the very end, but they're going to say he's down at the 32-yard line, brought down by Noah Braun, outside linebacker, 5'10", 205-pound senior. Fourth down, two yards to go for the Lakers. W Wisner's a veteran back. He, he was down already, but he, he likes to be the guy when he's down. He likes to shove that ball ahead a little bit, see if he can't get a half a yard. So l less worried about that ball coming out, more about him trying to buy an extra half a yard. But uh, this is this is huge here for the Hatchets mostly. They Down two scores now, the start of the fourth quarter. Fourth and a long two to go. This If they come up with a stop here, they have a chance. Lakers is able to finish this drive off with a score. Uh, it's not going to look good for the Hatchets. As Bannock's nearly was called for offsides as they were able to get inside, back on the out of the neutral zone there as Ethan Wisner was going for the hard count. Now Ethan Wisner, Connor McCain to his right. He's going to be quarterback keeper and direct snap for Ethan Wisner. Cuts up field. He has the first down and is finally brought down all the way out to the 27-yard line, finally brought down by Alex Andrich for the Bannock's hatches, but move the chains as Keaton Brown actually had him in the backfield but could not hang on and bring him down in time. Conversion on fourth down for the Lakers. Yeah, we want to see you want to see Wisner go more north and south and less sideways stuff. But when he gets sideways and plants that foot and cuts, he gets inside of Keaton Brown just enough where he bounces off of him and is able to get that momentum, keep it going forward for a big time first down for the home team. Jay Sears wide right, man in motion to the left. Connor McCain going now. They're overloading the left side. I mean Caleb Neaton in motion. Michael Good just to uh, step to his left. Wisner and McCain in the backfield in the shotgun. Looking at the sideline again. First and 10 from the 27. Direct snap to Connor McCain. Cuts back in. Has room to run. Breaks out of two tackles. He's down to the 10 to the 5 and finally brought down inside the 5 at the 3-yard line by Logan Miles from the 27. Down to the 3. A 24-yard pickup for Connor McCain on first down. First and goal to go for the Lakers. And Lakers hurrying up to the line of scrimmage. And wasting no time. They're already there. Ethan Wisner gets the direct snap. 
Rumbling down, and he's into the end zone. Touchdown, Lakers! The Lakers strike for the second time this second half, and now it is Lakers 26, Badak 7 with 10.08 left in the fourth quarter. Lakers now out by 19 points. Very well could go for the two-point conversion here to make this a 28-7 ball game. I, I love what Coach LaVassar does there. Gets a big run out of McCain, which which is what they needed, right? They needed somebody to take the pressure off Wisner, who's having himself a day. McCain comes up with the big run. Bad X, you can see the heads go down, a little bit demoralized. Dave, Coach LaVassar does not miss it. Hurries his guys up to the line of scrimmage. They get set, direct snap to Wisner. Bad X isn't ready yet, and if that's the case, Wisner's going to run it right into the teeth and finds his way into the end zone for their fourth touchdown of the night. Going for two, trying to make this a 28-7 ball game. Ethan Wisner back to pass, throws this one's a little more off the mark, incomplete. And so the score remains a 19-point lead in favor of the Lakers, 26-7, with 10.08 remaining in the fourth quarter, right here on the W, LW Sports Network. Leads now about to 19 points, 26 to 7. A 40-yard drive on five plays. Ethan Wizard punches in from three yards out. No kick for the Lakers comes up and onto the five-yard line. As Bannex was waiting for that one to get out of bounds, but Griffin Meinhardt has to scoop it up as it was not. He surprisingly gets all the way out to the 21-yard line before he's finally stopped by Cal Isinger, the junior on special teams for Bannex. First and 10 for the Hatchets. They trail by 19 points with 10.03 remaining in regulation. Yeah, you see uh, Meinhold playing that game. Is that ball going to go out of bounds or not? And it certainly didn't look like it was going to. He, he grabs it and almost steps out of bounds, which was even more of a disaster. But he's able to scoop it up, make a guy miss, which was big to get it all the way out to the 21. Avoids the disaster there, but a must-have drive here by Badax. And now you almost have to score in a little bit of a hurry. So we'll see if they stick with the run game or if they, if they drop back and do some big-time passes down the field. Keaton Brown surveys the prairie. Eye formation behind him. Hand off to his tailback. Griffin Meinhold cuts about side, cuts up field, and he has the first down. He's out for the running. He has no one in front of him at the 50, to the 40, to the Laker 30, to the 20, the 15, the 5. Touchdown, Griffin Meinhold from 79 yards out in the Banax Hatchets. Had to score early and often, and they do so there with 9.48 left in the fourth quarter. Griffin Meinhold from 79 yards. Makes it count for six points. It's now Lakers 26, Bad X 13, 948 left in the fourth. That's just what they needed to get back in this game. Now there's still plenty of time to get back into it. Got to come up with a stop here on defense, but a huge run by Meinhold again to get those playmakers out in space. He takes it around the left side. When he makes that cut back to the middle of the field, there's no rotating linebacker to help clean him up. And if Griffin Meinhold is going to get out to a race, there isn't many guys in this field that's going to catch him. So they go for the extra point here. Try and make this a 26-14 game. The holder, number three, Logan Miles. Griffin Meinhold, the man who just ran 79 yards in for the score. Good snap. The kick is up, and it is through the uprights. The PAT is good, and we have ourselves a 12-point ball game. 9.48 left in the fourth. Lakers 26. Bad X with their first score of the second half with 14.
9.48 left in the fourth quarter. Lakers 26, Banek strikes. Griffin Meinhold brought in the kick return at the three-yard line, getting out to the 21. Then he ran another 79 yards in for the score. One play, 20 seconds later, and Banek tacks on seven points. And makes the extra point. And makes the extra point. And after the game, if you're driving through Banek's, you'll... You might be working at McDonald's afterward as well. <laughs> so they'll be kicking off the Bad Axe Hatchets. That's number 24. Drayton Roma is doing kickoff duties tonight. And more than very well could see an onside kick here as they trail by 12 points with 9.48 left. But Roma is going to kick this one deep. And Bad Axe, or Lakers has to come back at the 13-yard line brought in by Caleb Neaton. And gets to the near sideline and forced out of bounds at the 30-yard line by Evan Schenk. And the Lakers will start their drive at their own 30-yard line, a 70-yard field in front of them with a 12-point lead in tow, 26-14, 9.43 before the end of regulation. I like it. You got the big score that you needed. Now it's a it's a two-score game. So either way, your defense is going to have to come up with a stop. You're not going to get back-to-back onside kick. So I, I think you with, with about that time when kickoff was 10 minutes to go, there's plenty of time for your defense to come up with a stop. They, they need to answer the call here. Lakers, you're in the driver's seat. Just get yourself a couple first downs. You don't even have to score at this point. Make a couple first downs. Milk this clock as hard as you can. Bad X got to stop the run here. Lakers looking to the sideline for the call from Dave Lavasser. Jay Sears wide right. Working just two yards inside the left hash. Now a triple shift to overload the right side. Connor McCain gets the direct snap. Breaks out of a tackle. Just brought down in the backfield as Bad X. We're storming to the ball back at the 28-yard line, leading the charge. Evan Shank brings him down. They're going to save forward progress after a yard loss back to the 29-yard line. So second and 11 for Lakers looking to the sideline for the next play. Yeah, that time that bad axe front doesn't get beat, right? They, they stay, hold their ground in the trenches, and that forces McCain to keep going further and further towards the sideline sideways, and then it's Shank and Keaton Brown to clean him up. Two guys don't allow any extra yardage. Loss of one on first down. Wisner. Does the pre-snap check? Now looks to the sideline again for perhaps a change in possession or change of play. 9.03 remains in the fourth quarter. Lakers 26, Bad X 14. Now Connor McCain takes a step forward and it's direct snap to Ethan Wisner on the quarterback or on the direct snap and keeper. And Wisner gets out to the 35-yard line for a six-yard gain. Brought down by Evan Schenk, sneaking him out and seeking him out. And third down and five from the 35. I, like the Lakers' run game has been more efficient when McCain and Wisner are both in the backfield. Even if you necessarily know who's going to get the snap, it seems like the other guy picks up a key block, and that's allowed them to get that four, five, and six yards on those running plays. Would be shocked to see if that both of them aren't in the backfield at the same time and run the ball here again on third down and five. Wisner weighing the direct snap and it's going to be a keeper and a run play for him and he's upended at the original line of scrimmage and then falls forward for out for two yards. Brought down by Griffin Meinhold. Fourth down, three yards to go for the Lakers. You're in your own territory, the 37-yard line. You go for it or you bring out the punt to you? Uh, you know, this is a big-time decision here. I think either way you're fine, but if you go for it, you've got to trust the home field and Brennan, or Ethan Wisner and company. And he's going to be stopped short. They needed three yards, and Jake McPhee <laughs> seeked him out immediately and stopped him well short of the line to gain. And the Bad Axe Hatchets come up with a huge stop, and they're going to mark him down to the 39-yard line, actually about the 38-and-a-half, well short of the first down marker. Turnover on downs and bad acts on the field on the plus side of the field, trailing by 12 points. Yeah, it, was, it felt a little rushed, didn't it? Normally, yes. normally they get to the line of scrimmage, they evaluate what's going on. 
Then you see all them hand signals by their third base coach, right? It, it was uh, one of those plays, they get up there, they snap it, and there's nothing there. Bad X just completely gambles that it's going to be a run. It's going to be a run up the middle. And even McCain is blocked in there. He, there's nowhere to go. Wisner runs into the back of him. No gain on the play, and Bad X's defense comes up with the most important stop of the game, and they'll take over at the Laker 39. As an eye formation handoff to Griffin, Meinhold lowers the shoulder, and there's nothing going there at all as the white jerseys were to stop him like the Berlin Wall, leading the way for the Lakers. Number 26, Ethan Wisner. On the stop middle linebacker, second down, 10 to go from the Laker 39. And it's a very similar play to the last one that uh, – Meinhold was able to break out for a big run. Lakers responds right away. No gain on the play out of that I formation. Seven and a half minutes to go. It's a 12-point game, but Bad Axe's offense is on the field. Second down at 10. Second down, 10 from the 38-yard line. Pitch over to Griffin Meinhold on the outside. They've had luck with this place before, and they get positive yards. That could have been a tackle out of bounds, so they say. There it is, a late flag, and that will be an automatic first down as Michael Good was tracking down Griffin Meinhold. He was running out of bounds. Then the tackle occurred beyond even the numbers standing up on the sideline. So this will be an automatic first down and move the chains for the Bad Axe Edges. And you could see, even from where we're at, that Griffin Meinhold was clearly giving himself up, right? He had turned to the sideline and slowed his momentum down. He's already almost turning around to go back to the huddle, and uh, Michael Good almost tackles him out on the track. I mean, it was absolutely late. Just a poor time for a very bad penalty, and that's going to create a big scenario there for Bad Axe here moving forward. So Lakers, after this penalty, personal foul, late hit against the Lakers. So march off 15 yards from the spot of the foul from the 33. This will put him at the 18-yard, 10-yard penalty at the 23. 10-yard penalty in a hatchet first down. Personal fouls Personal foul. always 15 yards. And now the now the now they're pushing it forward. Another five. Okay, so 15-yard personal foul. 18-yard penalty. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, go with your instinct. You know you were right. I'm going to quote you on that one, Dan Benke. Clark, you're always right on the first time. First and 10 from the 18 inside the red zone. Trips to the left and his screen passed over to Jake McPhee. He lost it, but still the ball popped loose after he caught it. He pushed it forward, caught it at about the 13-yard line, then gets down, gets the first down, and he's inside the 10, down to the 7-yard line, and forced out of bounds by Colton Tulaski. That's a heck of a play. Yeah, so you see trips to the left, a screen pass to McPhee, as Shank and, and another receiver go out the block, mine hold. And as McPhee gets it, he goes to tuck it in. It almost pops off his shoulder pad, right? But it goes straight up in the air where his momentum's going. So he just runs underneath it, grabs it, and turns it into a first down for Badax. It's a Griffin Meinhold handoff, and he gets absolutely nowhere. They're going to see a tackle for a loss in the credit of James McCardle, the man who's back in there with an injury. A loss of two on the play. They're going to mark him back at the nine-yard line, second and goal to go. Yeah, they try that sweep that they've had success with, but that never had a chance. The end wasn't sealed off. The reason those sweeps have worked is because the, is because the tackle seals off the defensive lineman, the fullback picks up the outside linebacker, and then it's a race to the sideline. That time, the end nor the linebacker was picked up, and it'll go for a loss of two on the play. In the traditional double wing offense, wing back to the left, and Griffin Meinhold, and we have false start, as that one was broken from the get-go. As... That did not look good. So that was a five-yard penalty from the nine back to the 14-yard line. Second down, goal to go. 
for the Bad X Hatches. They trail by 12 points. Lakers 26, Bad X 14, 603 remains in the fourth. Well, we saw because he was closest to us, Connor McCain jump off sides, but that's because the quarterback, Keaton Brown, called for the snap. He even leaned back and took a step out, and the ball didn't come with him. It was just the snap timing was off. So that's a very rare false start on the quarterback. Second down, goal to go from the 14, same play. Griffin Meinholden rolls to his right, as does Keaton Brown. He's in trouble, and he's going to let this one throw down at field, and this one is almost brought in by Evan Shank at the four-yard line, but falls incomplete. Credit to Keaton Brown for keeping that play alive and nearly converted on it when he had three very large white jerseys tracking him down, James McCarl, Luke Braun, and Connor McCain. Yeah, but a dangerous throw. There was a Very lot of, of Lakers secondaries there. Garrett Strahan, one of them. But he gets the ball to Evan Shank, and I think Shank believes the ball's going to be deflected by Strahan. It wasn't. So when Shank is playing for a deflection, it hits him right in the arm and deflects to the ground harmlessly. You, you goes from a sack to a great escape to what I thought was going to be a completion to an incompletion. Just a wild play, but now it's third down and long for the hatchets. Romo's in at McPhee, and he's going to screen pass to Evan Schenk. He's at the 10, down to the 5. He breaks out of one and fumbled it, and Lakers going to be jumping on it, and it's Lakers recovers at the 10-yard line. Evan Schenk was trying to find the edge of that of that tackle. He tried to turn into the goal line. Instead, it popped loose, and then the ball popped loose and recovered. Forced by Ethan Wisner, recovered by Garrett Strahan in a turnover in favor of the Lakers. Very well may have just sealed this one away. Let's start with the play call. Absolutely fantastic, right? They call a screen pass. Evan Shank slips between the middle of the field. It's a one-yard completion, a screen pass. They let the defensive line completely collapse on the quarterback, Keaton Brown. He dumps it off perfectly to Shank, and he's got the sideline if he can get there. And Ethan Wisner, out of nowhere, dives in there, punches that football out, trying to keep him from getting in the end zone. And then it's his teammates, 23, that recovers at Garrett Strahan. A heck of a defensive play by Ethan Wisner, not only to prevent what was going to make this game a one-score game, but forcing the turnover. And now Lakers uh, suddenly takes over. A momentum switch has just changed. Triple shift to the right side, and Connor McCain pinches out to number 12. Michael Good lowers his shoulder and pushes the pile forward out for about two, maybe three yards, leading the charge. Jake McPhee, middle linebacker for the Hatchets, as they're bringing nearly everyone inside the box there, except for Griffin Meinhold, who's out on Jay Sears. And Michael Good does a great job, because if you're going to pitch it to the outside, you have to understand the situation. Number one important thing, cover up the football. Number two, stay in bounds. So even if you're going to attack the sideline, you have to make sure you stay in bounds. Even if it costs you a yard or two, he does a good job of staying in bounds, gets a couple yards, Keep that clock moving. Second down and eight for Lakers. And now Lakers in absolutely no hurry. Four minutes and 55 seconds and counting here in the fourth. Lakers 26, Badax 14. As Lakers scoops up a fumble, as Badax was about to score inside the 10. Ethan Wisner, the only man in the backfield, and now there's shifting back and forth, and this is going to be another illegal procedure. False start, you take your pick, and this is going to push him back five yards. No, called a timeout before that was even a thing. So 4.41 left in the fourth quarter. Lakers by 12 points, 26-14 to 14 on the WLW Sports Network. Second down, eight to go. 4.41 remain in the fourth quarter. Lakers 26, Bannex 14. 
back and forth game. Momentum swung to each sideline many times as Ethan Wisner gets the direct snap and Jake McPhee brings him down out at the 18-yard line. Short of the first down to gain, but a good gain on second down. Now since it's a third down in Manuel, third down and three. Yeah, but that's kind of what Lakers has done all night, right? Get those three and four and five-yard gains when they need it. Bad X, last series, answered the call on third down and fourth down in short. Going to have to do it again if they have any chance of making a heroic comeback. Third down three, big stop here needed for the Bad Axe Hatches. They want to stay in this one. And uh, pretty much a first down here for the Lakers will seal this one away, if not already. Lakers by 12 points, 26 to 14. Ethan Wisner away in the snap. He's about six yards behind the line of scrimmage. Shift to the right, and now Wisner on the keeper. Tries to line it up, and now he has room to run. He has the first down. Griffin Meinhold trying to track him down, and he bounces him off as he stiff-armed Griffin Meinhold down to the ground. Runs out of bounds at the 40-yard line. Big run there from Ethan Wisner. Moved the chains out to the 40-yard line. Yeah, you're Griffin Meinhold. He's an excellent player, by the way, but at 5'9", 155, you are no Not a match. Chance. No match for Wisner. He attack, tries to attack him a little high, and Wisner just pushes him off. And But his momentum carried him out of bounds, but nonetheless, damage done. A big run and a first down for Lakers. First and 10 from the 40. Now looking at the sideline, Connor McCain, Ethan Wisner in the backfield. Ethan Wisner, 24 carries, 157 yards, and two scores, averaging 6.5 per carry so, so far. Has carried the ball 60% of the time for the green and white. First and 10. For the Lakers. Waiting for the play clock to get under 10 seconds before snapping it. Now five seconds on the play clock. Now they start to move. Ethan Wisner gets the direct snap. Rolls to his right. Rolls outside the tackle. Outside of the tight end. And he gets out for two, maybe two and a half yards when all said and done. Tackle made by Keaton Brown for the Bad Axe. Snatches second down and seven upcoming for the green and white. And we have a... Timeout called by Badax trying to conserve as much clock as possible. That's the first timeout for the Badax Hatches in this second half. We'll return in 30 seconds. Badax trails by 12 points to the Lakers. Lakers 26, Badax 14. Second down and eight upcoming for the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers leading 26 to 14 over the Bad Axe Hatchets. St. Chase Sears wide to the right. Connor McCain and Ethan Wisner in the backfield in the shotgun. Tyson Simon rolls to his right and a direct snap to Ethan Wisner. Cuts up field and the Blue Jerseys swarmed him after a three yard gain and maybe even a four yard gain out to the 46 yard line. We have another timeout called by the Bad Axe Hatchets with 2.48 remaining in the fourth quarter. Lakers by 12 points, 26 to 14. Yeah, just bad X stopping the clock here. They've, they've created a third down and medium here, so a chance to get another possession before this game is over. But uh, they're going to have to stop the wrecking ball, man. That's uh, Ethan Wisner. He's just a bulldozer in there, He's and he's running. He's that true workhorse back where when the fourth quarter comes on carry number, whatever, he's on 26 going on 27 because I don't know why you would take it out of his hands at this point. He's your closer. 27th carry, he's running as hard as he did when this game started, and that's what makes him unique compared to your other running backs that you see in this league. 
Just as a reminder, folks, to buy your tickets today for the Pigeon Rotary Wine and Ale Tasting Event taking place on Thursday, October 13th at the Pigeon Event Center. For just $30, you'll get the chance to taste over 20 wines, 8 beers, gourmet cheeses, desserts, and heavy appetizers from the Pasta House. Plus, with every ticket, you receive a custom stemless wine glass compliments of the Pigeon Rotary Club. To buy your tickets for the Pigeon Wine and Ale Tasting Event on October 13th, go to PigeonRotary.org or go to Facebook and just search for Pigeon Rotary. All proceeds benefit local community projects. Second down and four, a handoff to Ethan Wisner. He hangs rumbling and breaks out of two tackles, dragging his defenders all the way into Bad X territory and finally brought down at the Bad X 40-yard line by Evan Shank. A 14-yard pickup for Ethan Wisner. Yeah, you could see, though, the play was really run really well and blocked well, so he was going to get the first down. So Evan Shank there to give him a little bit of uh, reasoning for not making that tackle right away is... He's trying to strip the ball. I mean, it's it's a tough ask, but at that point, you knew he was getting the first down. We got to try to make something happen, get that ball on the turf. It didn't happen, and it turns into just another big gain for Ethan Wisner as he's over the 175-yard mark on the ground tonight. 27 carries, 176 yards, two scores for Ethan Wisner. And he is just... Don't, don't forget, he's got one through the air as well. Just 21 yards away from 1,000 yards on the season so far. He entered tonight with 803 yards. Attack on another 176. First and 10 for the Lakers, 2-11. And there was one game in there with the forfeit that with they didn't With the forfeit, yes. That's just in five and a half games. And it looks like Lakers are going to call a timeout here once the play clock is down inside of five. And so the clock stops with a minute 58 remaining in the fourth quarter. And Lakers calls their second timeout in the second half. So Dave Hansen. The Ellington Pigeon Bayport Lakers can more likely be the greater than West champions here in a gutsy play and gutsy gutsy play from both sides of the ball is going to give Lakers the victory. Yeah, it was good. To, it was a fast start for Lakers. Bad X weathered the storm, you know, took over and, and actually was the better team in the second quarter, uh, hung around a little bit in the third quarter. Battled back, uh, just just couldn't put two back-to-back -back drives together, right? They just couldn't stay in the game. They'd fall behind by two, get back into it. Uh, they had a chance to make it a one-score game. They, they really did. Um, but a blown assignment, really, on, on fourth down and 21 that I, I still think is inexcusable to allow that to happen uh, at any level. And then uh, a very untimely turnover deep in the red zone uh, on a play that we were all he might score, and all of a sudden, Wisner forces that fumble. Uh, heartbreaking play there. Outstanding play on defense there. It really changed the momentum of this game. Otherwise, like I said, it, it was a, a pretty competitive game. It'll be Laker ball, first and 10 from the Bad X 40-yard line, 26-14. Lakers by 12 points. Less than two minutes to play here. This is the closest thing to a two-minute warning in high school football here. Lakers back out of the field, working out the right hash, right to left across your radio. At the Badax 40-yard line, receiver wide to the right, Jay Sears, direct snap to Connor McCain, turns back upfield, and Jake McPhee is there to meet him at the 37-yard line after a three-yard gain. Second down and seven, clock continues to roll here, a minute 45 and counting. And without about it, give it a call timeout, give your big horse a break, run it with McCain this time for three yards. Uh, good defense by Badax, but uh, just a far little too late at this point. Lakers and... Of course, last season, Lakers went into Bad Axe and upset Bad Axe by 1.21-20 to force a three-way split of the Greater Than West title between Reese, Bad Axe, and Lakers. Second down and seven for the Green and White. And it's direct snapped Ethan Wisner. Trying to find him seam, and he doesn't get very far, but it's still three yards in a cloud of dust. 
Making the tackle for the Bad Axe Hatchets, Noah Braun, outside linebacker. And that is his fourth tackle this evening. Maybe third. You mentioned that Lakers team of last year. That that team kind of was a second-half team in that Very. season. They were really forgotten about. They lost to Reese and then ignited. But yeah, they were banged up. They had some major injuries at major levels and, and shifted some guys around and, and really but the coaching staff and the team really come together. It took them a few weeks to discover themselves. And uh, they said they end up making a run in the second half, get back into the race and and become co-champs. And that was huge for them with that with that very young team. And then push Puama Westphalia, maybe as tough as anybody did in the playoffs last year. And instead of snapping this ball, they're going to call one more final timeout here with 23 seconds left. Pretty much to get the Laker coaching staff down to the field. So the Laker squad firing up the crowd here. Facing a third down and five from the Badax 34-yard line. Just Other area scores going on here? Let's see what we got. We got a few finals. KPAC loses to Kingston 60 to 14. Let's say, and then North Huron comes from behind and takes out Akron Fairgrove 22 to 20. That was a 14-14 ball game. That was 20 to 14. Akron Fairgrove and the Warriors come back, led by Chad Knoblock, head coach there. Cass City leading Marlette 56 to 20. Sandusky loses to Ubley 42 to 8. Ubley now 7-0 on the season. Harbor Beach blanks Memphis for their homecoming 58. Nothing. Game here, Lakers 26, Badax 14. Yeah, we just got one play left here, Clark. 23 seconds left to go in this game. We just need one uh, one kneel here, and this game is all done. Uh, the Lakers are, are your greater thumb west champions as soon as they snap this ball. Connor McCain under center. There's the genuflect. And that will do it. Not quite yet, as there is a timeout called by the Bad Axe Hatchets. So stops the clock. 16 seconds. A little, certainly no love lost between these two squads. <laughs> no Steve Berge, the former head coach here in Bad Axe, or in Lakers. And so yeah. Bad X calls their third and final timeout with 14, or six, 16 <laughs> seconds remaining. Yeah, that's that, that's some old school stuff there, right? Uh, one team calls timeout to uh, to just kind of enjoy the moment, and then the opposing team calls a timeout to stall them from enjoying the we, moment. We, we, <laughs> we might see the entire Bad X defensive line charge through this Jenny Flecked offense. That'd be quite the fitting end. Lakers 26, Bad X 14. Man in motion to the near sideline. Direct snap to Connor McCain, looking down, throwing to field. And they're going to throw this one down to Michael Good. Brings it in. Touchdown, Lakers. Zero love lost, folks. And there's a flag way back everywhere. This is going to be a personal foul. Fireworks are shooting off. Oh, man. As instead, they, they try to go for the kneel. Bad Axe calls a timeout in spite. Then the Lakers says, you know what, forget it. 
and now they throw it downfield for the score into the hands of Michael Good. Bannex is walking off the field. Half the team is walking off the field. As the fireworks are still going off on the right side, uh, right behind the right end zone. There's another flag thrown by the white cap. As well, what was a good game? A little bit of a shameful game at the very end on both sides of the football field. No question about it. Uh, it was it was a it was a back and forth timeout game. Uh, it was even at that point. I can point. understand that. It was even at that point. The last 14 seconds here is exactly why these two fan bases don't like each other, and this is exactly why these two fan bases are not liked by any other fan base as well. Uh, that would I could don't think you could have said that any more clearly. That's and any shameful more right. from both sides. Yes, right no question now. about it. Ruined a very good football game here, folks. For Badax to walk off, for Lakers to respond as they did. I understand sportsmanship. I understand rivalries, but not like this. So, two-point conversion potentially upcoming here. Regardless, though. It's 32-14, 12 seconds left, as the flags are still being scooped up here by the officials. Unsportsmanlike conduct was one of them. So they very well may be offsetting unsportsmanlike conducts. Replay the down, as Dan Beggy says. <laughs> wow. So we're still trying to sort this one out with 12 seconds left. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just a, just a great way to taint a really competitive football game. Uh, like I said, it's the timeouts. The timeouts are one thing, but uh, it's been taken too far again here. And then it leads to personal fouls and unsportsmanlike conduct penalties all over the place. Just simply unacceptable. So it's now 32 to 14. Lakers leading by 18 points. As now they set the ball down at the 23-yard line. Excuse me, the 18-yard line. So it's a personal foul against the Lakers, pushing them back 15 yards. So now they are in a pretty much a kneel formation here on the two point on, on the point after. So there's the kneel. And so now we'll have a kickoff. And <laughs> we might see an onside kick here. My goodness. I hope not. seconds to go in the So, 32-14, to 14, Lakers by 18 points as Michael Good brings in the catch from Connor McCain on a 40-yard catch after they kneeled on third down. 
So now 18-point lead for the green and white. Now 12 seconds left, and the Lakers will kick this one off. Jay Sears ready to kick things off. On military appreciation night here from Laker country. We certainly do appreciate everything they have and are doing oh, for most everybody certainly. here. Yes. It's a bad taste in my mouth here to finish this game in just the final 30 seconds. Absolutely. Now we gotta we gotta kick this ball off. Yeah, we're not we're not done here yet, folks. <laughs> if my wife is listening, I won't be home till about 10, 15, 10, 30. Yep. <laughs> Van Bank has driven her halfway across Michigan tonight, all the way from Marine City over to here, back to Harbor Reach. So Jay Sears kicks this one off deep, comes in at about the 25-yard line, brought in, and they're gonna kneel this one promptly at the with 11 seconds left. Yeah, Nathan Pulaski brings that in and takes the kneel. And that will just have one more kneel here with 11 seconds left. Looks like it's so cold outside, our microphone's just cut out there. So 32-14. Lakers by 18 points. Maddox with one more kneel in this ballgame. You seem pretty confident there's going to be a kneel. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is we saw enough uh, time pass between when those uh, shenanigans Shen took place. Absolutely. And so now it's first and 10 from the 27-yard line for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Lakers 32, Bad Axe 14. And Bad Axe lining up in what looks like a kneel, and that is exactly what it is. And the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers are your outright Greater Than West champions as they take out the Bad Axe Hatchets. Lakers 32, Bad Axe 14. An 18-point victory for the Green and White. Their first outright conference championship since 2017. They outright since 2014, 2017, and 2021. And add another number on that banner to 2022 as they take out the Bad Axe Hatchets 32-14 on the WLW Sports Network. Hang tight. We'll return with your postgame show from Laker Country in week number seven. Final score, Lakers 32, your greater than West champions over the Bad Axe Hatchets with 14. Bad X 14 and an 18 point victory in favor of the Green and White to clinch the Greartham West Championship outright, their first time since 2017. Of course, co champs last year, this time they have it all to themselves. Dave Hansen, 46 collective points when all said and done, including the last 20 seconds of this ballgame. Watch how, how we got all these scores. And it started with at the last play of the first quarter. Ethan Wisner hits Tyson Steinman on an 11 yard touchdown pass. Sears tax on the PAT. Lakers after one quarter leads seven to nothing. In the second quarter, more Lakers. Wisner breaks free on a 40-yard touchdown run. Sears tax on that extra point. Lakers leads 14-0. Bad Axe, though, would respond. A Meinhold four-yard touchdown run. Meinhold would also add on the extra point. And at the half, 
14 Lakers, seven bad acts. In the third quarter, McCain hits Sears on a fourth down and 21. He hits him for a 27-yard touchdown pass. The PAT would fail, but Lakers would extend the lead 20 to seven at the end of the third quarter. In the fourth quarter, more Lakers. Wisner punches it in on a four-yard run. The two-point pass fails, and with 10 minutes to go, it's a 26-7 Lakers lead. But don't stop there. Bad X would respond on the very next play. Meinhold would escape on a 79-yard touchdown run and tack on his own extra point, 26-14. And just like that, the game was over. they running out the clock. And uh, on the last play of the game, after ensuing timeouts by both coaches to kind of stall the end of this game, Lakers calls a play-action pass, and they throw it with no time left on the clock and hits Michael Good on a 40-yard touchdown pass. Uh, and after multiple penalties of unsportsmanlike on the field. Eventually, we get a two-point conversion that fails, and that would be your final. Lakers 32, Bad Axe 14, Lakers Greater Thumb West champs. The Lakers with 53 plays of offense for 353 yards, averaging 6.7 per play, one turnover, and five scores in all together. Rushing the ball, 45 carries for 256 yards, two rushing touchdowns. Passing the ball, 5 of 8 with one interception for 97 yards and three scores. Leading the way, Ethan Wisner, 28 carries, 179 yards and two touchdowns. Averaged 6.4 per, per carry, had a long of 40 yards on a run, and carried the ball 62% of the time for the Lakers. Connor McCain, quarterback, 13 carries, 70 yards, averaged 5.4. And then Michael Good, 4 carries for 7 yards, averaging 1.8. Through the air, Connor McCain, 4 of 5 for 86 yards and two touchdowns, completing 80% of his passes. Ethan Wisner, 1 for 3 for 11 yards, also did throw an interception and threw for one touchdown as well. Michael Good brought in two receptions for 50 yards and a score. Jay Sears, two receptions for 36 yards and a score. And Tyson Steinman, one reception for 11 yards and a score. The Bad X Hatchets, 36 plays of offense, 226 yards to show for it, one turnover, two touchdowns. Average 6.3 yards per play. Lakers 6.7. Griffin Meinhold leading the way with 11 carries. That's 50% of the time. Um, rushing the ball for 118 yards and two scores. Both touchdown rushing touchdowns for and uh, both touchdowns for Bad Axe altogether on the night. He averaged 10.7 per carry, in partly because he had a 79-yard run in for the score. Keaton Brown, six carries, four yards. Nathan Belowski, three carries for three yards. And Evan Shank, two carries for one yard. Keaton Brown through the air. 8 of 14 for 100 yards, averaged 12 and a half yards per catch, completing 57% of his passes. Evan Schenk, three receptions on five targets for 43 yards. Jake McPhee, two receptions on five targets for 33 yards. And Griffin Meinhold, two for four on tw for 12 yards on the night. Defensively, Lakers with 31 total tackles, five of those for a loss, one for a sack, and one fumble recovery. For the Bad X Hatchets, 51 tackles, 20 more than... Lakers, three tackles for a loss and one interception. Penalties. 23 total penalties between the two squads for 175 yards. Lakers, 14 penalties, 110 yards. Bad Axe, nine penalties, 65 yards. 23 total penalties in this game. And frankly, you could have had about four more penalties at the last 30 seconds there as, as went back and forth. I'm not at a loss of words. I have plenty of thoughts in my mind, Dave Hanson, especially at the end there. This was a great classic game from start to about 30 seconds left in this ballgame. It was an absolute classic matchup. It was 
26 to 14. Turnovers, getting the ball back and forth between the two teams. Both teams coming up with stops. Both teams converting on huge third downs, huge fourth downs, punching it in when they needed to. And all of that was completely wiped away in the final 30 seconds. Emotions got the better of some people tonight, and it shows, and we saw the result on the field. Yeah, and quite frankly, I'm ticked off because it ruined, like you said, a very good game. And, and I, I've not only have one filter on, I have maybe three or four on to make sure that I don't truly tell you how I feel standing here watching this game. It was a classic football game. Lakers come out with authority. You see Bad X calm down. Weather the early storm, get back in the game. It's a one-score game at the half. You saw it get Lakers take over in the third quarter. Bad X respond, had a chance to make it a one-score game with seven, eight minutes to go in this game, six, seven, eight minutes to go, and just an unfortunate turnover, which was a great individual play by Wisner to strip that ball down at about the five-yard line and end any sort of Bad X comeback. But when you get to the end of this game, it completely ruined all the momentum and, and the back and forth action that we had, and uh, just unnecessary. It's classless. It was just I have so many other adjectives to use. I'm just I'm going to keep the rest of it to myself. Exactly, I feel the same. Forty-seven way. and a half minutes of great football, and then it all got thrown away there at the very end. And I'm sorry if you do not like what I have to say, there, folks. I live in Bad Axe. I work in Pigeon. I interact with these fan bases on a daily basis. I interact with all, pretty much the whole county on a daily basis. And I do not like what I saw at the very end there. This is a high school football game. You were supposed to be representing your communities. You were supposed to be the role models for these kids who are 14 to 18 years old on this football field. And that, what I saw at the very end, is not how you play football. That is not what you remember. That is not how you learn lessons in life going down the road in those last 30 seconds. Absolutely. I'm sorry. You call a timeout, you call a timeout, fine. Be done with it. After that, completely uncalled for, completely out of line. Yep, absolutely. It was 23 seconds left to go in the game. Lakers ran the, cl- the play clock down, called a timeout, which obviously okay. upsets. I'm fine with that. It upsets the other team. So right before they snap their play to kneel the ball, they call that timeout back. And it's one of them unwritten rules. You see it in baseball. You know, you don't throw at my player or I'll throw at yours. Fine. We had one timeout. It was unnecessary. I felt, but whatever. The other team does it back. Okay. All right. All right. We're even. But when you call that play action pass and throw for a touchdown, that is unacceptable. And, and it showed because now both sides are reacting. They're going to blame everybody else. But this starts by looking inside, looking at that mirror and deciding how we want to represent our community, how we want our teams to look. When you wear that that Bad Axe logo or you wear that Lakers logo or any logo for that matter, um, how do you want to be known or how do you want to be represented? I didn't like what I saw either, Clark. I fully agree with what you said. A classic football game right up until the end. I thought the emotion stayed in check throughout the game, but at the end it come unglued, and it wasn't just the players. It was mostly the coaches, some bad blood there, and I know it's a classic rivalry, but that's not how rivalries are supposed to play. It's settled on the field. Lakers won the game, was the better team tonight, but at the end that whole fiasco is just absolutely unacceptable and quite ridiculous, frankly. On Military Appreciation Night. On Military Appreciation Night. So, Dave Hansen, who's your Thompson Chevrolet player of the game? Wisner. It's Ethan oh, that, Wisner. That's an easy Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Yes, he did, have, he did have a poor decision throwing the football, but other than that, the guy just makes plays. He's your workhorse back. Uh, he leads the way with 179 yards on the ground, two 
powerful touchdown runs. He throws a touchdown pass. Uh, he, he's one of the leading two tacklers on his team on defense, a leader on both sides of the ball. And oh, by the way, he might have come up with the biggest play of the game in that strip inside the five to stall out any sort of bad axe comeback. It's Ethan Wisner. So congratulations, Ethan Wisner, doing it in all aspects of the ball game. Five tackles on the night through one for three passing with one touchdown for 11 yards as well as an interception. Then, of course, 179 yards on 28 carries and two touchdowns on the season now. Ethan Wisner approaching that 1,000-yard mark. Mind you, they've played just six games in the season, 97 carries for 982 yards and 17 scores. In six ball in six ball games this season so far, impressive, impressive and, numbers. And he's on a mission because he missed a season not that long ago, and he's been as motivated as anybody to showcase what he can do with that. I think he had a knee injury, if I'm not yes, mistaken. First game, and uh, yeah, so he he's been as motivated as anybody, and you can tell by that size, his agility. He is a, a, a big man with a lot of speed and a lot of power, and you've seen him beat you. By changing directions, you've seen him run people over, and he just only gets better as the game gets on, and that's it's a special talent and motivation he has, and he's the true leader of this team on both sides of the football. So, Dave Hansen, final thoughts here from week number seven. The Greater Than West Championship goes in the hands of the Lakers. Congratulations to the Lakers. They they have been the favorite to win. Absolutely. And, and, and home field advantage here was great. They, they put on a heck of a performance, um, installed out a really nice comeback attempt by the Bad Axe Hatchets, and certainly one of the tougher tasks that, that Lakers will have on their schedule all year. This is the type of game that will get them playoff ready, but they have things to correct. The 14 penalties is unacceptable, um, and we got to clean up this act, folks. This is not how high school football is supposed to be played. Like I said, the entire 99% of this game was an absolute riot to watch and a joy, but that, that last part is what we're going to go home remembering was what happened lately. What did you do for me lately? And it's absolutely unacceptable. So at the end of the day, congratulations to Lakers on a Greater Thumb West championship outright and, and wish them the best of luck into the playoffs. And Dave Hansen takes home the media round table champ, uh, win as well as fifth one the vict- on the season as he took Lakers to win by 25 points. That was the closest. Three of them taking Lakers, one taking Bad Axe. Dave Hansen, the most accurate for now five wins on the season. That is going to wrap things up from Laker country. Tonight's game was being brought to you by Thumb Sailor and Agar Valley Services, DF Services of Cass City, Conic Radiator and Air Conditioning, of Bad Axe, Rennie's Hunting Center, North Star Bank, here on Auto Parts, Countryside Transportation, Tim Fritz of Farm Bureau Insurance, McVeigh Insurance Agency, Bayport State Bank, Tina Seeley of Farm Bureau Insurance, Thumb Bank and Trust, and Sure Health. Better health, better life, are you sure? So on behalf of our entire broadcast team here from Laker Country tonight, our intern, Kendall Anthos, doing a great job in our ears all night. Our best spotter in the business, Dan Benke. Director of Sports Information, driving all the way from Livonia, Michigan. That'd be Doug Cole. In-game analysis, Dave Hansen, doing a great job per usual. And I'm Clark Ramsey, your host and producer of this broadcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's game. It was a great one, start to finish. Little theatrics at the end there, but that's just another chapter in the book of the lakers X rivalry. 67th game in history. And it goes in favor of the Lakers, and they take home the Greater Than West Championship in tow. Final score, Lakers 32, Bad Axe 14. We're on air next week. Harbor Beach at Bad Axe in week number eight. Good night, folks. This has been a presentation of the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri-Valley Services. On Sports Radio 102.1 FM and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search for WLEW Sports.
Your home for high school football is the WLEW Sports Network. 